0: Hello. You seem Hello. you seem quite chipper. I am. It's like you've had a really good weekend.
1: Well, I, I watched the WWE event for the first time in a long time, my friend, and uh, they left me happy.
0: <laughs> you got a happy ending, did
1: you? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> oh, Mr. Punk is back in WWE. Oh, my word.
0: Hooray. Hooray. <laughs>
1: Uh it's clobbering time, as Pig Bladder says in the chat. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, I mean it was great. I've mm. gotta say the whole show, even up to up to punk turning up, I thought it was a a well done WRE show. They always kinda pull pull out the stops for, for pay per views, but I thought the, the show flowed really well. Um I had inklings from the very beginning when they were doing the whole Randy's not here yet. Um, Probably,
1: yeah.
0: When's he going to turn up? I had inklings that we were going to get Punk, but then obviously we did get Randy, and then they pulled they pulled a fast one, did WWE. They've, it's usually hard for WWE to keep secrets, but the fact that they kept this secret was was brilliant. It was well done. As someone who is not a huge Punk fan, um, even I was quite blown away, and the crowd absolutely loved him. Obviously, they didn't in Chicago, but the matches that we're probably going to get now, yeah, it's very mouth-watering.
1: Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, I don't don't know who's going to win the Rumble, but obviously you're looking at Cody facing Reigns, and I'd imagine it's going to be Punk versus Rollins at WrestleMania for the other world title. So is that your two favourites to win Rumble?
0: So what I've I've seen today is that it may be Punk versus Rollins at Rumble.
1: Uh, Okay, right. So
0: so perhaps they may switch to Punk versus Roman for WrestleMania, or they they may just keep that uh, that Punk versus Rollins storyline flowing all the Mm. way through to to WrestleMania, which we've seen them do before. But uh, how ironic is it that Punk... He's finally potentially get his WrestleMania main event after leaving the company because he didn't get his WrestleMania main event. Going to another company, kicking off there, and then coming back as, as the all-saving hero.
1: It's crazy, isn't it? Just Again, I suppose the comparisons between the two, the two WWE runs he had, you look how different the WWE is now. When he had his first run. I mean, it's not even owned by McMahon anymore. Nobody could no. have predicted that. It's just it's insane no. what's happened in pro wrestling in the last couple of years, isn't it? Absolutely insane.
0: Yeah, to go from being fired on your wedding day or receiving yeah. the, the papers of your release on your wedding day to um the the, the vitriol that he, he spat out during his time with AEW, the mm-hmm. way he absolutely ripped into WWE and then Two short years later, he's back. Got one of the biggest pops in the company uh, in a long, long time, and it looks like he's he signed a multi-year deal uh, under like, under a uh, new regime. Perhaps this might be what Punk needs. Man, need, he might need that structure because I think the problem with his run as AW is he had too much power. He had too much. Um, Influence. I mean, Tony Khan looked at him as as a fan rather than a boss. Yes, we saw that with the with the all out uh, conferences and the way he was giving his own show. He was able to to slam uh, wrestlers like Adam Page and and Jungle Boy. I think under Triple H and the whole TKO uh, setup, I, I don't think he will get a, get away with stuff like that. So maybe no, he'll no, have no. To, to the company line a bit more. Um, Which for me, know,
1: it, 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 in generally, in, for me that means it, it, it's a plus for pro wrestling. Surely, <laughs> if we've yeah. got a motivated punk who is towing the line, so to speak, as much as Punk can, because some of the controversies he creates is is sometimes what what the headlines and the, and what makes the money, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But if we've got Punk who's kind of towing the line as much as Punk can and working on a platform as big as the WWE with the talent they have, it's just a plus for pro wrestling, surely.
0: Yeah, it absolutely is. And um I think this is a bigger black eye to AW than than the likes of Cordy leaving or the likes of Jake yeah. Cargill leaving. Uh because this yep. was the guy that Tony Khan pinned as as his golden goose, the guy who would take AW to that level to be at least competitive with WWE. The fact that he's now switched sides, um, yeah, I think tony is going to be very very butthurt about this mm.
1: yeah well, there you go if you let children run your wrestling company what do you expect do you know what i mean but anyway Magsy, anyway we have got a massive huge bumper show once again haven't we so much going on we've got a non well, yeah. wrestling topic that loads and loads and loads of responses came in for i'm looking forward to diving into that we have two wrestling matches because the CWF plotted and pulled their weight both ways and ended up with a 50-50 pole. So has happened for a little... <laughs> we got the magsy deep breath close into the mic for that one. That's how cross he is. <laughs> I, uh,
0: I was fuming. I mean, we messaged about it uh, earlier on today. and um, You sent me the, the screenshot, but I had already just checked and I was like, oh, you absolute arseholes. And then I was really angry. Not re- I was kayfabe angry, calling the yeah. calling the CWF all the names under the sun. And then I I was I said I was going to end up watching both matches anyway. So
1: yeah, there you go.
0: I, and spoiler alert: I enjoyed both matches oh
1: interesting i've got a few comments to make about the one that i chose but i think that may be more my mental state or my physical condition than the match itself but we'll get to that when we get to that because we should really now start the show Good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from, this is Jay Wrestling Live with Mags and Sy, an SCP World Media Production, episode 139, if my counting is correct. correct. I believe it is.
0: 106 okay. or 107 live, I think. Yeah.
1: Some, yeah we and want also,
0: yeah. the spelling is wrong, I am aware, I picked upon it straight away, <laughs> but... With the way StreamYard interacts with Facebook and Twitch and, and all the social medias, you can't just edit the titles, you have to delete the whole streams. And Facebook doesn't like you deleting the whole stream, so it's stuck.
1: It's wrestling just spelled of an R, isn't it? It? <laughs> it is.
0: wrestling.
1: Yeah, it's so we could say it quick quicker, because our show's so busy this week. <laughs> uh, I am sorry, and with me as always is the DDP to my OCD. Which, you know, not having the W at the start of wrestling drove me fucking mad for a few minutes, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the Raven, to my liking it unshaven, my face, I mean, obviously, my beard. A podcaster who definitely is uncensored on all those home videos that leaked on the internet a few years back. We've seen the eat they are filth. The Podfather himself, Lord Mags, how are we doing, sir?
0: Well, I hope you watch those videos with a magnifying glass because you would need to. Uh yeah, I'm doing doing really well. <laughs> um It's been um, a a normal week. Nothing spectacular has happened apart from watching Survivor Series, which I thought was bloody good fun, as we've we've already spoke about.
1: Yeah, there we go. Indeed, I mean, the the, the talk of CM Punk and Survivor Series and so on is bound to get people chatting in the group chat here, live with Mm Chain Wrestling. Let's have a little dive into the chat magazine, see who is saying what.
0: So first up, um and uh, once again we have to thank this guy for his amazing oh, yes. artwork. Um he's uh he's just he just he just betters himself every single week. It's quality, quality artwork. Uh King Pigs Bladder says it's clobbering time. Um Connor uh, from uh, Connor Knows Footage says, Hello, lads. Don't know uh, how much I'll be chatting. Feel a bit under the weather today. Caught whatever has been going around, but is officially Fuck Cincinnati Week. Fuck the crew. Up the, cr- up the crew. Up the crew. Up the
1: crew. Definitely fuck not the fuck crew. the crew. Or yeah. fuck up the crew. <laughs> That's um, different things.
0: So the first lady of the um SJP World Media Network um is Sharon, and she says, It's Monday night. You know what that means. Um, King pigs, brother also says, Hey guys, Hey, see ref. Hello to you, sir. Uh, Sharon says, Randy Orton looked amazing. Yes, oh, he bloody did. He looked massive for, for a kickoff. He looked almost triple H levels of, of massive. And, you could tell he was just having so much fun being back in a oh. in a WWE ring when he did the, the first draping DDT and he did the, the old head wobble and he just was looking like a an absolute yep. lunatic. The the best Randy Orton is a lunatic, Randy Orton. Um and then Sharon says the only return worth talking about, hashtag out of nowhere. And that RKO on um on J JD McDonough. Where they threw him off the top of the cage and he caught water. Randy is one of those wrestlers who you don't realise you miss until he comes back. And if if he's if he's interested and invested in what he's the the storyline or the wrestling he's doing, he he may very well be the best wrestler in the world. He's that good. He's oh yeah, that, he's, that
1: good. he is fantastic. And again, he can do everything, can he? He can talk. Mm-hmm. He can wear a heel. He can wear a face. He, he, he's good when he's chasing the champion. He's good as a champion. You mm-hmm. know, he can do everything, can he?
0: Yeah, he's he's a he's an instant first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes, yes. Um, Matt, the Matt at UK. Hello, sir. How are you? He says hashtag Book Punk versus Roman. You, you know that if someone was to take that title away from Roman and it's not and it isn't The Rock. Punk is not a bad shout.
1: I think the internet would melt And I would be here for it exactly. <laughs> But the build up to that match Can you imagine the promos back and forth Especially with yeah. Heyman In Reigns's corner Having been yeah. with
0: uh, With Punk previously and, and, yeah. s- and Punk has always said he's a Paul Heyman guy Yeah,
1: yeah that would be TV gold Wouldn't it?
0: It would uh, DK uh, says Hey you're uh, CWF Hello to you um, King Pigs Badder says no nah, R Truth's return was bigger. Arthur's <laughs> the pop R Truth got was amazing. And that normally the 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 um, sponsored segments that WWE do are very, very cringey. And that one was was cringy, but it yeah. was also hilarious. The argument versus chip and crisp was brilliant. And then R-Truth popping up. Yeah, I love R-Truth. And if you listen to the, um, bang, bang podcast, uh, Christmas crackers, I give a, a special shout out to R-Truth in mind. So, uh, check that out. I think man will be the first to drop it at the beginning of December. So definitely check those out. Well, that's,
1: Friday then, isn't
0: it? Friday's the first. It is. It is, exactly. Um, DK says, The wrestling world truly feels like it's changed for the positive. Lots of uh, folks really looking forward to Raw last night. Uh, tonight. Yeah, and the wrestling media world is absolutely on fire. Absolutely. Just the fact that it's it's always with WWE, it's never say never. Vince we always could mend bridges as long as money was, was there to be made. But if there was anyone who was as close to never going back, you thought it would be Punk with the way he he left and the the hate that he had for the company. Um, you would ne- you never thought you'd see the day that Punk came back, and he and he has, and it's going to make for a, a very exciting run up to WrestleMania.
1: Would you place Punk coming back? as more unlikely than Brett coming back then, because that was the, the big one that my mind always goes to. Obviously mm, you got Sam yeah. Martino, the warrior and all that, but Hart was, was in, insane. If you take that same 10 year period or whatever, whatever it is from 97 yeah. onwards.
0: I mean, that's a very, very good show. I mean, put the way punk left. Yeah. It was under a dark cloud, but, but Brett saw his, his brother, da in a WF ring. Mm. So he had way more reason to be bitter and Brett also kind of like, uh, punk. He, he believed in the kayfabe of wrestling. So yeah, there's a lot of similarities there. I think the Brett one is a bigger shock
1: Mm, or
0: maybe a bigger moment, but, but same punk is certainly up there within, in the conversation for that, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fair point.
0: Um, Ben from Masters, the guy with the, the the golden tome, says, evening oil. Oh, yeah. Hello to you, Ben. Um, Matt <laughs> Matt Lewis says, hashtag firepunk. A day after, or two days after his <laughs> debut. Come on, man. Um, uh,
1: it's quite simple. If you don't like it, don't watch, because millions of others will be. They'll be fine.
0: Exactly. Uh, Matt then says, uh, get the W out, a new slogan for the CW, what, and, and replace the W with an M, perhaps call it the cm <laughs> and hashtag #kablam exactly kablam. Um, ben from ben from randuras thank god michael cole was there to hold Rollins back oh big strong michael cole um if you uh if you've not watched the holic wrestling um wtf moments from uh from survivor series just go and check out the last couple of minutes because ross from there he does like almost a, a commentary of the video, what's happening. And it, the way he takes the piss out of Seth Rollins is absolutely amazing. It's just it's brilliant comments So I'll definitely go and check that one out. Uh, Connor says, Mags leaked home videos. Dear God, that is not an image. I want <laughs> in my head. How How dare you? How? That should be an image you should be hoping for in your head. I and have the beauty you know- of
1: videos is it's not just an image. They move.
0: <laughs> it's a moving image yeah exactly um matt says the uh the avalanche rko may be one of the best he's ever hit credit to uh jd for being in the perfect position no i still would say the best is the the stomp into the rko um, oh with rollins with rollins yeah that, that is was so absolute, absolutely superb um and then uh connor says Took a gander at the ticket prices on Saturday, thinking about making the trip to Cincinnati. But two tickets off $35,000 each. Looks like I'm going to stay home and watch it on the couch. $35 each for a a football match.
1: That seems ridiculous.
0: Ben from Rantomata says, Long live King Ross. Yes, we, we absolutely love, we stand King Ross here. And um, the final one for now, Matt Willis says, shout out to the guy who did solo commentary on the SJP watch on uh, Survivor Series main event on Saturday night. Indeed.
1: And yes, was also in both chats.
0: Too. He's, yeah,
1: he's, he's had such a hard work. apparently, and uh, d- departed just before the main event started, and Matt stayed there and did the whole main event on his Todd after you know already sitting there for several hours because they covered the kickoff and all sorts of looks. so
0: the, I mean the the effort they put in uh applauds to those guys but maybe Benny knew what was coming up. Maybe he knew <laughs> that Punk was best comeback.
1: And he he didn't want to be just distracted. You know, yeah. with having to be live and all that, he had an. He want you know, as soon as that, he's like, my, I got a power cut, and he shut his camera off. That shirt came off, the vaseline came out. He and, was ready,
0: pants <laughs> down, <laughs> lube, and some Kleenex, and he was there ready for his punk explosion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh dear, punk! It's punk. Yeah, not no punk. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> thank you so much to everyone for this. joining us again here live on the monday night i mean let's be honest what else could you be doing watching shitty football or soaps so w- stick with us because we will do our best to entertain you for the next hour or two magz where are we going
0: first i mean it is a bumper episode um so i think we should just go straight into the hall of fame <laughs> I always forget that that chicken's on at the end.
1: <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I made that after a few beers. And the first time you played no it, I, shit. Completely, <laughs> I completely forgot that I put that chicken on the end. And for those listening on the audio version, if you ever see the live footage of, of the any of the music or clips or whatever that we have on the show, there is just a close-up of a random chicken on the screen. Yeah, and
0: chicken. it just comes from absolutely no. You've got all the red carpet <laughs> of a hall of fame And then a chicken that there in your face. Yeah.
1: And it genuinely yeah. surprised me because I would forgot I did it when I watched it the first time. <laughs> uh, Maxi, what do you got for us?
0: Okay, so I mean, this hall of, of fame hasn't kind of been a, like a standard hall of fame. We've not even introduced any single wrestlers, uh, no, no or any been... wrestling talent in particular. Uh, and power, I'm gonna, yeah. yeah, and I'm gonna keep that going because um, I'm not. I'm not inducting a a single wrestling talent in this one, Uh, but I want you to kind of throw your mind back to mid-1990s in wrestling. So you had the WWF who were struggling at the time, let's say, with uh, many wrestlers lumbered with a a gimmick that also uh, incorporated a a part-time day job. And then you had WCW who were were so lackluster in terms of their own talent that they they clung onto the the remnants of uh, the old WWF talent, the likes of Duggan and and Savage, Hogan just kind of being being the old guard of, of of wrestling, I suppose.
1: The fucking nasty boys.
0: Yeah, but down in a little corner of America, there was a, a wrestling company who were trailblazing and I, I don't use that word word lightly the, this company was trailblazing a path in wrestling that brought the the grunge scene that was was very prevalent in the in the mid 90s at the time uh they brought reality back to wrestling they brought a hardcore um a hardcore feel of wrestling that that really kind of made an impact with with those fans who had become bored of the W.F. style and bored of the W.C.W. style wrestling, and that, and that company was E.C.W. From the moment that Shane Douglas threw down the N.W.A. World Title um, and declared that that uh, company dead, um, E.C.W. breathed um, it, it breathed energy back into wrestling. To the point where the two big players started to look at uh, ECW, porch talent from ECW, and and take the whole ethos of ECW and and make it into what became the the Attitude Era and and the Monday Night War. So I think the influence of ECW um, as a, a small plucky underdog company from from Philadelphia to have such an effect on on the world of wrestling that it became the hottest period in 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 the in the business with with both uh, wcw and um WDF making millions and millions of dollars mainly off the back of ideas and talent that they got from from ecw and i just want to go through some of the the wrestlers that that went through the doors of ECW. This plucky little company uh, that sprung up from essentially nowhere. You've got Hall of Famers like Bam Bam Bigelow. You've got Cactus Jack, the Dudley Boys, essentially homegrown. Benoit, Jericho, Christopher Daniels, Stone Cold Steve Austin, we wouldn't have um, if it wasn't for ECW. They gave him the platform for him to to stretch his, his legs uh as a character and all that that um vitriol he had with wcw for for letting him go all came out and made that 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 wrestler um the 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 star that he became um the the likes of dusty roads terry funk uh the road warriors Eddie Guerrero and D'Lo putting on clinics of wrestling. The introduction of, um, of Lucha Libre with the likes of Rey Mysterio, moving to Guerrero, Sarkozy, super crazy. The the likes of Tajiri. and um, even bringing Japanese wrestling, which was which was incredibly hard to get hold of in the in the mid nineties, seeing the likes of Masato Tanaka, Tajiri coming over, uh, Takeru The the amount of Amazing talent that that got that cut their teeth in that company and became massive superstars, and then you you see the likes of Sandman, um, Tommy Dreamer, Sabu, Lance Storm, all huge names in in the in the the wrestling business, and then you see the likes of RVD. I mean, he became a genuine WWE Hall of Famer off yeah. the back. Of starting in, in, in ECW, but the biggest star that they met was ironically the guy who, who kind of wrestled control of the company and was essentially running it out of his mum's basement. We got Paul Heyman, one of the best men on the stick, one of the best commentators. Just the, the things that this guy has done for the wrestling business is just absolutely unreal. So Without ECW, we don't get an Attitude Era WWF. We don't get uh-huh. the Monday Night Wars. We don't get the, the WCW uh, crossing over into the mainstream. So this week, I'm putting in ECW.
1: Nice. And I can't add anything to that because you covered it so, so well, mate. Absolutely perfect. So influential. It's a shame how it ended up and how it was just, torn to bits by the bigger boys, I suppose, with, mm-hmm. with, with a bit more money. But at the same time, it was ahead. It was you know, again ahead of the curve, ahead of its time. Absolutely fantastic. Great stuff. Yeah. My entrance into the hall of fame is returns inspired, magsy
0: Oh God. It's punk. I'm putting Sam punk into the hall of fame. It's I love not. him.
1: It's not. It's, and again, it's not an individual wrestler. It's actually more of a I don't know how to word it, a storyline or potentially even a promo. Uh, I would like to go back to something that basically made me the most excited I've been as a wrestling fan as, a, as an adult since I was a child, so to speak. And I was you know buying into kayfabe and all that sort of stuff. I'd like to go back to 2002 and a DX reunion on Raw. Shawn Michaels was still not wrestling. Sean had his head ran into a car window on the outside in a, in a car park or parking lot, as they say. And then triple H for the next week or two went on a big, uh, it was almost like a whodunit, wasn't it? Almost like, a, you know, episode of Columbo trying to track down who it was. And then we get the episode of raw where Sean is all beaten up, cut up, taped up and all this sort of stuff. Um, sat via the video screen, talking to triple H in the ring, uh, saying he's got some video footage of, what happened? Because I'm already thinking, okay, this is going to end up, you know, back then, thinking this might be Triple H who's done this. I think it's pretty obvious it's going to be Triple H. But what's the end game here? Because I'm thinking Sean's never going to wrestle again. You know, and everyone's fully aware how much I adore Sean Michaels. He's my probably my favorite of all time. That promo, some of the reactions, some of the facials were Triple H as well is just absolutely brilliant. We have the moment where Sean says he's got the footage after triple h has been talking about uh, searching high and low for the culprit and and all this sort of stuff and uh, he's asking sean how when's he going to be back is he going to be okay and so on and then we have the pixelization of the the security footage and you can clearly see it's triple h in one of his you know almost moathead-esque cross t-shirts and so on and we get the line from sean as he just leans forward and goes it was you hunter and tr- Triple H's face just changes into a big evil grin, spits his gum out and starts yelling, damn right, it was me, Sean, you were weak and all this sort of stuff. And then we get the next bit that really got me. And I mean, it got me stood up off my sofa as a, as a 20, I think I was 20, 21 at this point, stood up off my sofa, hands on my head going, oh my God, I can't believe this. Similar to high punk, got me on Sunday. Sean was there saying, the doctors say that I'll be fit soon. Um... I'll be, I'll be ready to go, ready to go by, say, SummerSlam. And that just that moment, it was just like a, a lightning bolt hit me. It was incredible. Somebody obviously ran his head right through the side of that car window.
0: The only thing I know for sure is that the guy jumped me from behind. John,
1: I swear to you, and I swear in front of all these people, I'm going to find out who did this to you. When
0: you find out who did this, that person! is a mocked man. It was you, Hunter. You're damn right it was me, Sean. I was trying to prove a point that you are weak. You are vulnerable. I recognize that I'm not in the best of shape right now. The doctors have told me that I'll make a full recovery. They say I'll be 100%. 100% by, say, uh... SummerSlam.
1: That's when I again we thought it was going to be a one-off, and it led to the Survivor Series match, which again was excellent. And I, I thought that was going to be a one-off, and he ended up having a better run. Sean, sorry, uh, Michael's ends up having a better run than his original WWF run in the nineties. So my entrance into the Hall of Le- uh, Hall of Fame, sorry, this week on Chain Wrestling Live is Shawn Michaels' return, but mainly the promos on that episode of Raw in 2002 because of how just bloody excited it got me and how it made me basically be a 10 year old kid again, watching pro wrestling.
0: Yeah. And that's the great thing about, about wrestling that you get those moments that just suck you in. And the wrestling, if you look at it from um, an outside point of view, wrestling is the most ridiculous thing to be a fan of. Blokes pretending to fart in in spandex. But it's moments like the one you just mentioned that 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 affect you emotionally, that get you so invested into, into the product. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great pick and a great, great poem And like you said, it it leads to Shawn Michaels' best ever run. Mm. Um so yeah, yeah, that's that's a very worthy entry.
1: Should have pulled the trigger on him beating Cena at WrestleMania that one year, mate, for the title. But mm what could have been what could have been but there we go those are your entrance into the chain wrestling live hall of fame for this evening we have the Shawn michaels triple h 2002 sean's comeback promo and ecw and all of its influence maxi shall we dive through the chat quickly before getting into our non-wrestling topic
0: yes we shall um Matt says, um, you left me to talk about my least favorite wrestler other than Will Ospreay. Hashtag fuck me. Fuck you, Will Ospreay. Yeah, Will the Wet Wap. Yeah, how, how, again, ironic that AEW made a big grand deal of signing a wrestler who had been, who had wrestled for the show 11 times. And then WWE did not mention punk. Mm. signing once until he showed up. In fact, flat-out denied it. Yeah. And then he showed up and got a, that huge of a pop. Um, Matt also asked which one of the those uh, chicken, which chicken of yours is that? Um, I don't think it's actually, it is the same breed as my chicken, a low and brown, but it's not actually one of my chickens. Yeah. Um, I may be getting some new chicken soon anyway, but we'll we'll cover that on another chicken news very soon. Uh Dan Griffin says, Evening all, apologies for my lateness. I was watching Doctor Who with my old man. How are we all? And Sharon says, Am I the only one who cried my way through that Doctor Who episode? I predict that Cy that si had a little shed of a tear through it. I didn't.
1: I don't get me wrong, it was it, it was bubbling away. It was going you know, it could have it could have gone that way, but it didn't quite. It didn't quite. I I enjoyed it. And I've spoken to Sharon and and Dan and and Morty and that as well about it. I really enjoyed it. But I feel it was an episode they had to do to get onto the better stuff that I hope is coming next week and the week after. If that makes sense. I have
0: not watched it.
1: Okay. Well, it's it's worth watching.
0: It's worth watching. It's decent. I will. I will watch it. I do like Doctor Who, especially Modern Who. That oldie, oldie wibbly wobbly time where my bollocks can piss off but <laughs> if it's not in color i'm not interested
1: in oh okay well did you see for the 60th anniversary they no. took the very first daleks story from 1963 and colorized it and changed the soundtrack and they and it was like a, it's a seven-parter but they cut it down to just over an hour and then reshowed it on the bbc and i sat and watched you it was
0: something now Anna.
1: I've started to a, a, a rant. <laughs> I, I I pull it on because Charlie's never seen it in the black and white form or anything like that, and it was okay. It was all right. It just makes. It, I'm just thinking. It'd be curious to see how many more of these they might colorize and so on. You know, especially now that the BBC's got it all on the iPlayer, because they must want y- y- younger fans that knew who have captured to go back and watch some of that as well. Surely, because it's all yeah, money and, for and, them, and, isn't and, it? So.
0: Yeah, it's it's free content. Yeah, like yeah, colorize it, uh, um, update the remaster the audio it's, it's three content. Get it out there. Mm. Um, Ben from randomizer says, buoyant. now you are here. Mr. Goof. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, it was quite deflated when, when you were here, but now you've rocked up Dan. He's very buoyant. Um, Dan says, um, he, he welled up a few, uh, a fair few times. Then also says he's known for his flotation properties.
1: <laughs> it's actually on his um, CV. <laughs>
0: Ryan, uh, okay, Nishgar says, are we talking about uh, the Matt attack UK and what he's done for wrestling? Yeah, I mean, I think Matt may possibly be a, a future entrant to the to the chain Wrestling Hall of Fame for for all that he's done for this this great business we call wrestling. <laughs> Uh, Connor says, ECW, a great company that WWE failed to rebu- reboot and refu- refused to pay the rights to original music even after after 30 years. Yeah, we, we try not to speak about the reboot. Mm. They should have left it at the one night stands.
1: Well, Scottish Danny loves the reboot, though, doesn't he? He, he, he also adored, loves
0: stabbing people. So... I don't know There's how no much who...
1: to that, but <laughs> yes, it's true. Yeah,
0: because he's good covering <laughs> his tracks. Yeah, um, he
1: doesn't just like it, he's bloody good at it.
0: Exactly. Ryan says uh the, the Triple H and Shawn Michaels uh is a classic promo uh, and he, and he says and and won't be full time until February the earliest. Um, Osprey. Ah, Osprey, yeah. Who cares? We're, 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 um, he also then says, should I be on YouTube? What is happening, folks? Twitch is where it's at. Yeah, well, we're on Twitch as well. We're, we multi-stream because we're talented like that.
1: And I pay the extra $5.99 a month. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> uh,
0: Connor says he cried a little tear when he watched the episode yesterday then he saw the pricks on land which got me fuming. I mean, it, the, the, the wrestling pricks I'm assuming he means.
1: Um, I think he means the Doctor Who episode. All
0: oh, right, okay. I mean,
1: yeah, Do- Doctor Who Twitter. The Doctor
0: Who is... fans are wankers.
1: Oh, they're scumbags, mate! You're not allowed they're to like something every single it... one of them. Oh, that th- it's as bad, potentially sometimes at worse than wrestling Twitter, mate.
0: I mean, all those, all those kind of like um, obscure fan based Twitters are horrific i think twitter in general is just a very toxic place nowadays
1: yeah it is
0: uh ryan then says he switched here because twitch was lonely uh and then the reboot was on is only great uh when they were building new stars and also the chat was lonely
1: oh well you're here with us like my friend so you are yeah, gotta worry more about
0: than it. welcome sir more than welcome
1: there we go and i suppose then we should dive on in to this week's non-wrestling topic Magsy. NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling
0: topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely.
1: Big, filthy belch. (laughs) It's so common. It weren't me. (laughs) I'll tell you what. You want to hear our lives football team, mate? sharon in the chat please confirm so everyone's aware that i'm not just making stuff up but there's a few of them and they belch but they're ladies you know these are these are younger girls and ladies in this in this women's team and you'll hear them doing the warm-up and there must be like a chorus of seven or eight of those like that massive guttural belches flying around and everyone's like where did that come from and it's these little lasses playing football just it's ridiculous Um, mate honestly amazing (laughs) <laughs> oh, equality.
0: Um, equality.
1: Well, there we go. There we go. Uh, this week's non-wrestling topic was inspired by... Well, first of all, put forward by Mr. Mags and inspired by Thanksgiving over the other side of the water, Mags, wasn't it?
0: hmm It was. Um, this weekend, at Thanksgiving, um, got a couple of messages from some of my American friends saying how they were thankful for me. I don't know why. Um, but, yeah, it just... It, it made me think: what else can the 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 CWF be thankful for? Um, and then I attacked on the more ridiculous the better, just for a bit of a a bit of a comedy break, I suppose.
1: Indeed, indeed. That turkey with a man's head and a little tiny waving arm thing is actually far more unsettling than I realised when I posted it. It's pretty horrible, it's, isn't it?
0: It's quite weird.
1: I don't even is know that, where that is.
0: That, I think it's Sandfeld. Is it not Sandfeld?
1: I just typed in Turkey and picked one. <laughs> I have put a lot of thought into it, mate. We you begin to get the first one. Just... That's I what did. it is. You read I the did.
0: word double gobbles, yeah
1: and the first 15 videos that i'd gobble attached to them i could not put up because that was a,
0: <laughs> a, a totally
1: different thing <laughs> uh we begin with somebody who has just joined us in the chat ori the draw at ori the draw on twitter she says in the chat look at those two dapper lads here hello gentlemen dapper lads and gentlemen mate we're getting the compliments tonight aren't we?
0: i know thank you very much Ori. we massively yeah. appreciate that
1: Awesome to hear from you on Twitter, by the way, and fantastic to see you joining us in the chat as well. It, it, it's brilliant to see you again. Ori uh, says, I am thankful for TikTok chicken videos since I never hear from my good friend anymore and I miss him.
0: Maxi, why are you ignoring Ori? I know. Um it, and <laughs> it, it, It's it's not just Ori as well. So um going back to when I went, radio rental when i went a bit mental um i kind of cut myself off from the majority of 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 social media um and a lot of really good really good friends uh and as as horrible as it is for me to say they unfortunately ended up being the collateral damage of me kind of recovering from that that mental breakdown um, I'm I'm slowly trying to kind of uh, get back to the point where I'm I'm regularly um in in contact with with with, with those people but um the likes of Ori, Tanner, um Scottish Dana, uh, Matt, uh, all the people who used to make contact with uh, Paul, Ray, um I I feel guilty all the time that I don't I didn't continue making contact with those, but it was such a kind of man fuck at the time that I needed to be free of that, I suppose. And unfortunately they, these people took the, the brunt of it. Um, but it doesn't mean I, I don't appreciate them any less or I don't uh, love them any less. Um, and it's definitely nothing that they've done. It is, it is genuinely a me thing. um, and i i really am sorry that i've, I've made people feel like i'm um um ignorant or maybe or uh, i've cut them off and it's definitely not a case of that it is just a case of getting my brain to work the way it did before without getting to the point of um going mental again i suppose so i promise you i have i have Not forgotten any of you, and I massively appreciate all the the help and support and and just the 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 fun times that we we've had together. And and you're all amazing. Just just believe that you are all amazing.
1: I I think I can speak for everyone as well when I say that nobody feels that way, Maxie. Nobody thinks you're ignorant or anything. Everyone's aware of the situation, and I mean we can see the comments coming in in the chat that are already backing up what I was going to say beforehand as long as you're okay that's the priority you know it, real life comes first as you as you often tell me so that's the way it has to be that's the way it has to be nobody feels ill towards you nobody feels bad towards you nobody anything like that as long as you're doing all right that's the biggest thing my friend
0: yeah um, and i massively appreciate that uh but i do miss having these people to to just to just chat with uh mm-hmm. and again that is um that is definitely a me thing that was definitely something that that added and no one else uh has done anything wrong uh or or, or upset me or or anything like that it's just something that, at the time i felt i needed to do and it's it's a long road to to recovering from that but hopefully um it won't be much longer before i'm back in that kind of space um and, yeah, maybe we can revisit some of that content down the
1: line. Mm. Oh, my God, my wife in the chat. Fuck's sake.
0: I <laughs> you should feel guilty. You not, not even a prick, though. She didn't even just say you should feel guilty, you prick. She victimized the, the, the area that I'm from. She's xenophobic, is that Mrs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> xenophobic. Oh, dear me. Chris Bellis at real Chris Bellis on Twitter uh, recorded this week's episode of the HBK podcast with Chris Bellis. First time I've ever sat down and spoken to him for a recording or in general, to be honest, and never done it before for any show that he's on any show that I'm on. It's amazing that considering how much content he puts out and how much I put out, we've never actually crossed paths properly before. Uh, So we sat down the two of us and discussed um, WrestleMania 10. That's where we're up to on the HBK podcast now. The Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon ladder match. Had a blast! Brilliant bloke to talk to. Uh, he's as passionate about Sean Michaels as me. So it's just the two of us, basically, oh, just praising Sean for an hour. So, your <laughs> <pants. You laughs> oh mate, Masticated it was a good time. Sean Michaels, <laughs> a good time was had by all. That mullet, oh. um, <laughs> Chris Bellis says, uh, because family and friends are a given. I'm thankful for music in all of its all of its rich, beautiful forms celebrating commiserating getting trolled crying your heart out there's always a soundtrack for that yes indeed mm-hmm. indeed you know music for me and the certain types of music i listened to was a massive part of my life i mean i've told the stories before on the show here where i went through spells of being picked on as a kid i was a bit lonely sometimes as a kid um, and i was always a bit nerdy i was always the guy who liked science fiction and wrestling and heavy metal you know um I wish I could go back and tell younger me, don't worry about it. Cause there's plenty of other people like you. A lot of time you feel a bit isolated, a bit lonely and music really helps with that. Yeah. And podcasting podcasts in general kind of overtook that a little bit now in recent years, mm-hmm. because if I have got headphones in at work or anything like that, I tend to be listening to podcasts rather than music. But in the last, literally probably the last two weeks, I've started listening more and more to bands I've never heard of before. And I oh, love it, mate absolutely fantastic it's it's exciting me again how much i'm getting back into listening to music i adore anyway um but also discovering new bands via festivals i've been to and all this sort of stuff so yeah and there may well be in the very near future a a show somewhere that's not sjp world media that actually has me talking music on a regular basis but we'll have to see how that goes that's still up in the air a little bit but there we go
0: that is a bloody cool thing if it if it comes off i mean i i've had uh, a peek behind the curtain folks and if it pulls off that is awesome that's amazing
1: well the first one's been recorded so we'll we'll see what they say we'll see what they say but there we go i I can't spill any more beans than that um (laughs) music a big part of your life as well Magsy. i can imagine
0: yeah yeah it absolutely is i mean I could never get my head around the fact that people say they don't enjoy music because as, (laughs) as Chris, as Chris says there, there's a, it's all, there's always a soundtrack for, for whatever you're going through, whether you're happy, sad, um, depressed, um, scared. There's music there that will, that can speak to you. Um, and it's just the emotional connection that you can have with music, whether it's because of a, a, a favorite band or whether it's a, a song that just reaches you on a on a on a different level. Yeah, music is is just it's just amazing. Absolutely amazing.
1: Indeed. Uh Matt Butler at Trez Butler on Twitter. Um <laughs> was it last week or this week? He had a he had a conversation about how people pronounce his name. And it's I believe it's Trey Butler, isn't it? Is how I'm supposed to say it as as
0: like French,
1: as in milk tray.
0: No, well, it
1: makes the same noise, doesn't it? Tray Butler, milk tray, tray in French.
0: You're a heathen. You're an absolute
1: (laughs) heathen. Uh, um, at Tray Butler on Twitter, he says, "I'm thankful for being your favorite Mancunian."
0: Mm. Interesting. That's amazing. Is it? Is it your favorite Mancunian? um, See, I don't know.
1: Whereabouts was Paul Scholes from? Was he actually from Manchester, or did he come from I St- think Salford, just outside? Yeah, it? I
0: think he was. He's, he's Salford, I think, mm, which is wow. part of Greater Manchester. Matt is certainly up there uh, for me as one of the the best people from from Manchester.
1: Mm, okay, interesting. I can't think of any union, so yeah, you win. <laughs>
0: you
1: win by default, Matt. You are now officially the chain wrestling live favorite Union There we go. We'll get your t-shirt made, and all sorts of shit. Don't hold me to that because I won't do it. At um, pigs bladders on Twitter, he says, "I'm thankful for Keith Chegwin." <laughs> okay,
0: right.
1: Chagus doesn't get enough love. He
0: says, "Listen." When you've watched the episode of The Naked Jungle where Keith Chegwin gets his meat and two veg out, you will never love Cheggers again. So, no, I don't agree with King Pig Badders. I have seen too much Cheggers for my liking.
1: (laughs) Pig also says, (laughs) I'm thankful that Gloucester uses cheese rolling as a way to stop overcrowding.
0: I mean, in Gloucester, there's so little to do. It's either throwing cheese down a hill or procreating, and that's why Sire's got 11 kids.
1: (laughs) Four. I've got four. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, They didn't uh, get
0: RTV until 1997. uh,
1: Central, it was called then, wasn't it? (laughs) We had a big issue picking up Channel Five down here for like a whole year and a half later than the rest of the country. So you're not far off Jesus from something right. like that. I blame those There's hills. Now four channels
0: know. on the TV, <laughs> Sharon.
1: Dear <laughs> me, <laughs> uh, Pigs Five News I'm thankful that even in this day and age, dirt sheets are still unable to get all the scoops and ruin every surprise. And he says with CM Punk in mind. Yes, oh, that's brilliant, I isn't mean. it?
0: I mean, Sean Ross Sapp and, and uh, Dave Meltzer were adamant that the CM Punk thing wasn't happening. Yeah. And then about 10 minutes before uh, it, it, uh, Punk came out, they were all scrambling on, on Twitter. We've had news that CM Punk is, is backstage at the Survivor Series. Yeah. It was well played by WWE. Well played.
1: Fuck Dave Meltzer. <laughs> and a new Twitter handle here, Magzi at largely speaking and this is our good buddy ben formerly at witticisms of ben love the bloke Uh, and this is something i'm very thankful for as well he says i am thankful for being blessed with such bland yet melodic vocal stylings oh yes
0: how dare he say bland though he's got the voice he's got the voice of a radio advertisement and ben just well yeah
1: yeah, very good. Yeah, well, I mean, I've asked him to record stuff for me before so I can use it on bits and bobs. So
0: yes, like harder sigh, harder. <laughs> oh yes, right there. Right <laughs> there.
1: I hope my kids aren't watching. <laughs> uh and also Ben says, and corned beef. I bloody <laughs> love corn beef. That I like corn beef.
0: When it when I read that, that genuine made me made me laugh out loud. Yeah. Just thankful for being uh blessed with a with bland. Yeah, melodic vocal sounds and corned beef. <laughs> just two totally different things, but yeah, yeah,
1: amazing. I had corned beef for a little while, mate. I'm going to get some corned beef when I get paid. I love corned beef. Do you know the
0: <laughs> issue with corned beef? What a mate? treat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, just,
0: just Sharon, <laughs> when, when our doll money goes in, I'm getting <laughs> me a tin of corned beef.
1: <laughs> when our doll money goes in, you bastard. <laughs> uh um corned beef though the issue i have with it is you know they like they make the pre-sliced ones for your for your sandwiches don't they mm-hmm. that's far too thin but then when you get the corned beef that's in a tin and you cut it for your sandwiches like a whole tin of corned beef will only go around like two sandwiches
0: so what you're doing wrong is you should get a fork and and mush the corned beef no because that that's how i serve
1: the animals their meat like the, the, <laughs> the, the cat meat and the dog meat i put it in there the yeah so it's like i do that it makes me go what it looks like cat food
0: no the, the best for tin corned beef the best thing to do is corned beef hash
1: well, oh sharon makes a banging corned beef hash loads of onion oh lovely stuff
0: sharon says you've got to tell the corned beef live story
1: <laughs> okay i think i might have told this before on the show but very, even as maybe as far back as the audio versions but okay um sharon will have to correct me on dates and ages here because i'm a bit foggy on that sort of thing of course uh you know the song um call is it call me call me call me yeah Liv, when she was very little asked me what they were saying so uh, again, uh, you know, with the um, you know, never wi- wanting to pass up an opportunity for a wind-up, I just told her as a passing comment they're singing about corned beef, and she looked at me and she was like, "What are you on about?" And I was like, "Listen, really, really carefully, listen to the song. And you got the video of all the women with their arses out, aren't you, doing the aerobics and all that in the thing, right?" And I was like, really listen to it, and you can hear they're, you know, it's difficult sometimes, but if you really concentrate, evil. and and I, I sort of hummed it along to her, and a corned beef. Corn beef and that was it just a passing comment that was it she went away happy and again she was very little at the time Sharon let me if you can remember how young she was because this went on for a, a few years and then completely out the, of the blue totally forgot that this happened because again it was a throwaway pass, passing comment a few years later she'd been out with her friends comes comes in the house walks straight in the front room and goes they're
0: not singing about a bloody corned beef in that song you know <laughs> all my friends are laughing at me <laughs> <laughs> that is cruel. i knew there was going to be a a cruel end to that story uh but i couldn't even remember saying it initially but yeah oh dear me uh ben ben says in the chat those keys on corned beef uh tins can burn in hell no nope, they can't because they have a second use if at a pinch you don't have a pound coin when you're going to the supermarket those corned beef tin keys can can circumvent the need for a pound coin by shoving them in the in the gap and and not actually paying for the rental of a, a trolley.
1: Okay, now, I'm, I'm, it's a serious question, though, right? Serious question at what stage in your life are you getting to where you haven't got a pound coin in your pocket, but you, but you do have a little key randomly from a corned beef? To, do you make a corned beef sandwich and go, do you know what? I'm going to keep hold of this. That's going to come in handy somehow. And then weeks later, you're like, look, wife, I told you, wife, I told you, look, <laughs> this would come in handy. And she's like, you've been w- w- carrying that around for like three months, you crazy bastard. And then you're sticking it in a freaking Tesco's trolley. Do you know what I mean? W- in what world does that become... <laughs> your thought process
0: I, I saw it on a youtube video like a um oh. one of those uh hack like five minute craft style videos and i did try it and it does work only specific ones the ones with a slot not the ones where you put the 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 coin in and then have to maneuver the the sliding it's only the ones with the slot but
1: yeah well yeah because it's not right is it to go into the
0: yeah, well, exactly. But yeah. for very particular <laughs> trolleys, that that works every time. So, so you saw it on a YouTube video, and you went, it. "I wonder," <laughs> because I am, oh, oh, me and the and the wife are regular. Like we don't use cash hardly anymore, so we don't have like pound coins. Yeah, enough.
1: yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah,
0: so we're always like going shopping. And shit, we forgot a pound coin for the for the the trailer. and we have to go inside the building and and look like like we're from Gloucester by begging for a, a key to to get in the trolley. So, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa! Not look like you're from Gloucester. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of anyone down here doing this.
0: <laughs> so they'll say- all be trying. Oh, they'll listen to this podcast and they'll all be trying it now. But, you don't, you don't have to waste a pound. So you sat there in that trolley thinking, I could be getting something off these shelves of farm foods right now, but I've got that pound <laughs> coin trapped in the bloody trolley. Now, steal a key from a tin of corned beef, use that as your pound, and then you can buy an extra bag of sausages. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, I pity your
1: wife so much. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She pities herself. (laughs) Uh, Connor Knows Soccer, at Connor Knows Footy on Twitter. He says, I feel like this is a given, but I'm thankful for the Columbus crew. It's still crazy to think that back in January, I thought I wasn't going to make it to February to see the start of the MLS season. Now, in late November, the crew are on their way to an Eastern Conference final. Versus hated rivals FC Cincinnati, with a conference title and an MLS Cup berth on the line. And I'm forever grateful for the people I have met during this season and the journey I've had personally. The jobs, but the job's not done yet. Enjoy this little video of me going bonkers on Saturday night. Yeah, that video is him celebrating like a lunatic when they qualified for their uh, their cup final. So yeah, again, it's amazing that sport can have this effect on you, Magsy, isn't it?
0: It is. But I also do. Want Cincinnati to win? Oh just, my God. just to be cruel, just to be cruel. Uh, and I like the way he says, "I feel that this is a given." Like everybody is thankful for the for Columbus Crew, when really <laughs> it's it that's that's a very specific to you uh, take Connor But yeah, like, that's how I was just going to uh, say. Then, um, sport kind of like music can have this effect on you. You when your team are doing well. It kind of makes your laugh feel a little bit better, but then when your team are a Gloucester City, you just hate the whole world, don't you? Are they still bottom? Are Gloucester still yeah, bottom?
1: Well, yeah. Well, they're eleven points adrift last time. Look, they're going <laughs> to go back. They're going to come off the bottom anytime soon.
0: <laughs> I can't talk. Cost barely close to eleven points adrift now.
1: You know, it's not a good season, is it? Uh, Kings pigs bladders once again says I'm thankful for butt sculpting leggings. Doing the Lord's work and making saggy asses look amazing. Mine were wonders, mate. Honestly, they give me the my, They lift me in all the right places.
0: My butt has ripped my butt sculpting leggings. What the <laughs> fuck are butt sculpting leggings? Um, well,
1: they're obviously like leggings.
0: gym pants, like gym
1: pants. Yeah, are you aware what leggings are? Yes.
0: I am aware, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. They're they're those, but they're done in a certain way with tight bits here and bits pulled here to make your ass look a certain way.
0: Okay. So yeah, so like gym ones then, like underarm. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Not that you go to the gym much, I
1: assume. No, no, I do all my exercises like my squats and that at home, mate.
0: <laughs> I I love this uh this reply uh from Lauren Ashley though. I second this. But not from a saggy butt perspective, but from a certain mix a lot perspective. That is absolutely <laughs> amazing.
1: Uh, and and she continues actually, Lauren Ashley here. She says, I'm grateful for hotels that do tiny jars of honey that I can then remove for hypoglycemia. I got that right, didn't I? Yeah.
0: No, hypoglycemia.
1: Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I was so confident that I got that right. <laughs> yeah. I was so happy with myself. <laughs> I was like yes, get in. <laughs> uh, I'm also grateful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm also grateful for insulin. Lauren continues. I'm grateful for dishwashers and their improvement on my marital life. <laughs> Brilliant. And I'm grateful for winter, as I have cute new boots that deserve their time to shine. Uh, with regards to insulin and all that sort of stuff, we've said on the show numerous times before, haven't we? Both my nieces are type one. Mm-hmm. Uh, diabetic so it's a huge factor in you know the lives of people that we we know and love and care for. so i i yeah. totally agree on that front uh dishwashers mate i haven't got ones so i wouldn't know
0: do you know i have never ever owned a dishwasher never no even as posh as i am which is not very i've never owned a dishwasher i don't i don't trust not being able to see the plate's been cleaned i don't think they, they clean them properly
1: right i'm f- i'm fairly certain that they do because it's like otherwise <laughs> voice people just wouldn't buy them
0: no i they they bought for convenience but i like to see the water coming out of the tap washing the plate because then i know it's been done properly
1: so, when your butler is washing your plates, you stand over his shoulder
0: watching the. Nope, I like to do the washing up. Okay, fair enough. Yes. Have I've you seen, seen this little dishwasher? Says in tonight? the chat, Sarah is our dishwasher. Yeah, that's I do the majority wrong. of washing up. Yeah, yeah I do the majority wrong. of washing
1: up. Yeah, it's not wrong. Do you wash I, I up I in a
0: sink full of water or do you wash up under running water?
1: I wash up in a sink full of water, but I'll change the water. Oh, a
0: couple of times. no. <sighs> That makes me absolutely cringe. Right. So, so you
1: stand there with the tap running, there. Yeah. So, how much wash up liquid are you going through? If you do you put wash up liquid on every item, or do you just use hot water?
0: No, I put I load the wash up liquid onto the sponge. Right. So first, we pre wash. So I've got like a, a brush. So any like bits that are, are stick, sticky or a little bit tough, I'll pre wash them under hot water, and then I'll. I'll wash them with a with a sponge. And if the washing, if the sponge needs more washing up liquid, I, I refill it as, as and when it needs it, then rinse it, and then away they go.
1: We're getting real insight into little weird things you do. You you don't put the plug in to wash up. You just run a tap. No, because you, you, you take you bits wash... of manky old corned beef tins in your pocket in case you need to get a fucking trolley. <laughs> what is going on out there?
0: <laughs> the first thing you wash in that sink of water is the only thing that comes that will be clean. No, it doesn't. No, uh, yeah, no. You put, you put a, a, a a dirty plate in that water, wash it, and away you go. Then the next plate is going into dirty water. What? Oh, fuck me! Um... <laughs> and do you put the washing liquid into the water, and then like yeah?
1: Is that, not normal, no. is
0: that not a normal thing people do? That's horrific. No, no, it's not.
1: No, I swirl the plates off, right? So like, if there's sauce on them or anything, I swirl the plates off. And then I'll, start, I'll put all the cutlery under in. Under runny
0: bottom. water. Do you do that under running water?
1: Yeah, but it might be just one or two plates, just a quick splash, in it? And then I turn the hot tap on, put a bit of washed liquid in the bottom, let it fill up, get all bubbly. I'll chuck the plates in there. And I'll just start washing them up. And then what I'll probably do is, after doing, you know, there's not normally masses of washing up, because there's only me, my wife, and the two youngest who live here and I. And I wash up, especially on a weekend, I'll wash up two or three times a day, because I'll just do a little bit as I'm going, you know? Unless Charlie brings her washing up downstairs from her bedroom, and then we realise that we've got 87. (laughs) 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 That's where all
0: the plates and bowls have gone.
1: Yeah, exactly. But that's kind of you know that's just how i do it and that's i I thought that was normal i mean people in the chat let us know how you wash up please is you know
0: that that might be normal to you but to me it is absolutely horrendous Um, (laughs) i don't know if i can i'm not i can't look at you the same way now knowing that you wash items in a bowl of water
1: well not a bowl in the sink i don't use a bowl (laughs)
0: <laughs> so just in the sink as well that's yeah. that's grim
1: that's because the bowl is grim. small the bowl is smaller than the sink so you're wasting room you can get more washing up in the sink
0: no but the bowl you could use for for rinsing at least no mm-hmm. you just uh, you just you you you're you let's i just fuck just sake. Do, just you wash, um, that?
1: do you wash up your little corn beef keys or do you just no. attach them to your key ring and take them?
0: I don't have a, a handful of them. It's there's just on something a chain around your neck. <laughs> it's on my keys. It's like literally on the key <laughs> ring.
1: <laughs> oh, dear me. Uh, MGB Graham, uh, MGB Graham on Twitter, he says, uh, thankful for the re- right on red rule in the USA. I don't know what that is.
0: So I think it's if, if you're driving and there's a red light, but you're turning right there's going to be no traffic that you can crash into. So you can, you can keep going. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, and he says, thankful at five nerds go might be having a new episode in the near future.
0: Oh, interesting. That will be glorious madness. Uh, yes. I've been on quite a few of the five nerds episodes and, uh, not one has been in what I will call a normal podcast.
1: Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, somebody we haven't heard of for a few weeks Magsy here, we have at Mangle underscore Chris one of our Australian listeners, Chris Mangle here coming to us all the way from Ramsey Street Uh, he must have been quite worried when his whole street closed down for those couple of months, but it's been picked up again what channel is it on
0: now? is it on like Dave?
1: no, it's on um, uh, it's on one of those on demand services isn't it, like Paramount or something like Pluto or I don't know Pornhub, or I don't know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different show now, mate. It's, it's taking a dive, it really is. I'll
0: never look at Madge Bishop the same again. Once are, some knuckle children out over her.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, bouncer is not called that for being a dog anymore. I'll tell you that it's a totally different. Character, um, oh, that's a totally different website. <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, Chris says, <laughs> <fuck's> sake, <laughs> Jesus, wept. I'm thankful for the times we live in technology and that in it he says streaming services keep me relatively sane oh yes 100% i've literally this afternoon watched the wrestling matches for this podcast i've watched two episodes of a show that i'm well I've just finished with actually on a different streaming service um my kids are watch youtube left and center it's so good isn't it
0: yeah um i think people of of our age if we go back 20 years we are so spoiled now. And mm-hmm. the, the generation uh, coming up now don't realize just how good they've got it. I mean, as, as I joked earlier, we used to have four TV stations, and mm-hmm. that was your lot. Um, yeah. And now you can watch any program at any time on a multitude of, of, of streaming channels. It's, yeah, we're very, very spoiled. I mean, I didn't have a phone with a camera. When I was the age of of kids now that have that have internet on the phone or yeah. that it's it's mental, it's absolute. My first mobile phone had a green screen with black writing. Yeah,
1: I'm on. I'm on. Yeah, it, it so looked actually it like a, a massive calculator. To be fair,
0: and yeah, it probably didn't even have the function of a calculator.
1: No, you can only have um ten contacts in there as well. If you made an eleventh <laughs> friend, you had a difficult choice to make.
0: <laughs> it was like your mass bears page. Someone had the go.
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter. He says, The tire garage in my village, he is thankful That's for
0: brilliant top service. hyper specific,
1: yeah. This is a proper northern thing, as well, isn't it? Uh, top service, really cheap. Never try to sell you a new tire if it's just a quick fix. They'd
0: sell you a. a a second-hand, part-worn tyre.
1: Amazing. Mm. We actually use some of that foam stuff. Have you seen this? Where, where you, you spray foam actually into the hole if you've got a puncture, and it inflates and fills your tyre up, and then yeah, sets. That, so-
0: it's for emergencies. It's a, like an emergency. It's like run flat, I think it's called. Um, basically, if you if you get a flat tyre you're in the middle of nowhere, you can fill it up, and it'll... it'll last year enough that it'll have get you home or get you to a garage yeah what a brilliant invention that is yeah or why not just go for solid tyres mm.
1: I mean to be fair I've had to buy five or six tins of that spray stuff a week now for the last month or so <laughs> <going>. but, um, <laughs> it's spent
0: arguably more than a full set of tyres
1: yeah no I haven't really I haven't really um, <laughs> we come to good friend of the show steve-o at total steve-o on twitter he says, I'm grateful I'm not addicted to social media or adhere to the so called social media norms. Yeah. It can't I- be- ironic can I that her. he
0: says that whilst commenting on social media.
1: Well, I guess. I didn't even think of that. Well mm-hmm. donut. Um <laughs> I mean me. I'm a donut. I mean that's... Not- <laughs> Uh, I'm grateful for doing at Elite FPL and the community we've built there. Yeah, definitely. Same as the little community we've got here. I was different scale, different size and so on, but I, I love the little community we've got here and the people in the yeah. chat that join us. So I can it's get where Steve was coming from.
0: Yeah. 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 It's, you're absolutely right. It's amazing.
1: Uh, Steve says, I'm grateful to some of the FPL community. And of course this CWF family. Yeah. We're grateful that you're part of it as well. Steve.
0: It, it <laughs> wouldn't be the same without Steve.
1: Without a doubt, mate. He's a massive supporter of everything we do to be fair isn't he? He's always yeah. really pushed up. Yeah. He, if you, if oh, you catch,
0: if you catch his uh, live streams uh, for Elite FPL or even the kind of like the the vlogs that he does we we're oh. always getting mentioned which is mm. just mind blowing uh yeah, because they've really got they've got a huge community there. Uh and the fact that he's he's always wearing our t-shirts and yeah. and really kind of pushing the show yeah I massively massively appreciate it
1: yeah definitely um steve says i'm thankful that i look after myself and not worry about what others think yeah uh i'm grateful that the elizabeth elizabeth line is now Elizabethan operational. i was gonna say elizabeth line. yeah that's a, <laughs> a different train journey isn't it um it makes traveling around london so easy i'm thankful for lidl's christmas muffins they're phenomenal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you know what I've had this week? And I thought I would detest it. Walkers have brought out some Christmas flavored crisps, so they did pigs in blankets flavor, which is obviously going to be beyond amazing. But they did okay. Christmas pudding flavor. Now okay. that sounds that sounds wrong. It sounds all levels of wrong. But they're delicious. They genuinely are a delicious packet of crisps. So. Definitely give them a try.
1: Interesting. Interesting. See, I, I really struggle to steer away from Golden Wonder Pickled Onion, mate. They're the best crisps I've ever had.
0: No. Golden Wonder Spring Onion are the
1: best. Oh, yeah. Spring Onion's good as well, but the pickled onion's banging.
0: No. Just, if you get the opportunity, though, try... Just hold your nose and try the Christmas pudding flavor crisps. They are immense. Why would I need to hold my nose? Like, I mean... I mean Metaphorically, like just bat, just bat the bullet. Just give them a try, and though you just they eat don't the sound. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But- <laughs> 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 Stevo says,
1: "I'm grateful I discovered at FBL underscore Juice and the brilliant people involved at Ash FBL Juice and at uh, Launch Pod Studio. I'm thankful that my relationship with my brother is really strong." And I'm thankful. I don't work for Tesco anymore, and that my new job is only around the corner. And overall, I enjoy it for what it is.
0: There you go. Yeah, yeah. it's always good when you are doing something that you love, and it's mm. right about um, uh, about FPL Juice as well. Amazing people. Um, so yeah, I mean Steve has covered the uh, uh, the gamut of of thankfulness there, and um, we we are yeah. thankful for him.
1: Without a doubt, mate. Without a doubt. Uh, and finally, unless I have missed anybody out, we have Ja at Yalmoreit on Twitter. He says he is grateful his local pub sells ale for £2.80 a pint. Jesus <laughs> that's, that's a good pub. That's like going back to 1997.
0: That's like working men's club prices. Yeah,
1: I'd be willing to, you know, because apparently everything's fucking walking distance to me. I'd be willing to pop up <laughs> um, <laughs> uh it has a massive snooker table in the back as well. He's not a massive drinker, but a lovely option if I want to escape life. I'm currently in London and it's over seven quid a point and will be in the away end at Fulham when you are live later on the show. Let's hope we're winning. I have no idea yeah. how Wolves are getting on, to be fair.
0: I hope they're winning because um, I hate Fulham. Uh, but let's just check on on the, the scores. Um, it's two apiece.
1: Ah, okay. Well, a few goals there, but you know. It'll be shit, so stick with us. <laughs> can, you him, can
0: you imagine him in the full end, not concentrating on the game, but watching us on his phone? That'd Proper
1: old wired headphones into his phone, that.
0: <laughs> that would be amazing. I hope he's actually doing that.
1: Yeah, um, that would be great. But
0: seven quid a pound, Jesus Christ, that's fucking yeah. scandalous
1: disgusting absolutely terrible. Uh Maxie have you got anything you want to comment on on a, a great deal has already been touched upon hasn't it by the brilliant people in the CWF.
0: Um yeah I mean th- that that's it in a in a nutshell the amazing people in the CWF. I'm mm. thankful that you guys rock up every single week and, and watch two plonkers <laughs> wing their way through uh, a podcast um I'm glad that you always get involved in in the, the non wrestling topic. There's been weeks when we've kind of worried that the topic might not get much much uh, traction, but you guys always absolutely smash it out of the park. Um, I just love interacting with you all. Um, yeah. You you're just a bunch of glorious, glorious bastards, and I love there you. There we go. It.
1: Yeah, mine mine was going to be exactly the same sort of thing, mate. Well, get your own own now.
0: No, well, come up with something else. Come up with something new.
1: (laughs) I'm very thankful for my toasty maker. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Eh? There, we... I'm thankful CM Punk returned at Survivor Series. Get to fuck. Um, <laughs> I'm thankful this week is payday because fucking God knows I need that to come around pretty quick. Um... <laughs> the amount of corn beef you've been buying is
0: unreal. He's oh, got oh, his mate, on. He's got his, even his out on a tin of pear ham. Oh, I, I, what what the fuck is that pear ham? Yeah, it's ham that comes in the pear shape tins.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. I was thinking like fruit and ham. A
0: ham made out
1: of pears. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wasn't even thinking like. Oh, I was thinking like it was mixed in somehow. Like like sometimes you get like the um the 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 ham with egg in it. I was thinking like that.
0: Like pie. What's
1: that? Is that the pie? Is that like a pork pie with an egg in it? Yeah. 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 I was thinking like that, but with a pear.
0: Well, I mean, that might be delicious. To be fair,
1: I bet that not mm. that'd be rank, wouldn't it?
0: What? Ham and pear? Where? Yeah.
1: I suppose you have ham and pineapple. That's not far away, is it?
0: And you have apple sauce with, with pork, which is essentially ham.
1: Uh, I need to try ham and pear.
0: Mm. Mm. But anyway, it's not that. It's a thing <laughs> of ham and a pear. Tin.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I feel we've got on a few details this week, mate. But yeah, never mind. a little bit. A little Shall we dive through the chat and see uh, what people have been saying?
0: Uh, Yes, there's a lot to scroll through. Um, Jesus Christ, going further and further and further back. Um, So we'll go here. Um, Ori says she's missed us both. I mean, this is going to be stroking my ego for the next few, so just allow me that. Um, I'll just mute my mic and uh,
1: get on my vape now then, shall I?
0: (laughs) Uh, Ryan says he misses me. Um and then Ori says, listen, I'm fine being cut off. Oh, that that's the worst because I have I know that I have and it's horrible, but I didn't it wasn't intentional cut off. Um Ryan says, Don't feel guilty. Your health is the number one priority. I appreciate that. Ben says, We love you, Mags. Don't be sorry. Well, I won't be, so I'm happy it happened now. So fuck all the all uh all oh, joking. I'm not. Uh Ori says, You did what you uh, thought was best at the moment, and that's all that matters. Uh, uh King Pig Bladder says, Love you, Mags um dan uh says you're a bloody diamond mags never apologize for looking after yourself it's a long road but you'll get where you want to be yeah <laughs> exactly exactly uh Ori says uh she's been massively missing our boys and doing the show lately yeah uh, do you know what i have actually was thinking about the the other day the episode of chain uh, uh this episode of uh, a changing attitude where we reviewed a dog show i mean
1: i listened not to that. Ma- that made me laugh so much
0: there's not many tangents that you can go off on wrestling that involve watching an actual dog show but that was yeah that was so good sharon you should feel guilty you northern prick <laughs> 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 only joking we love you mags uh i i love you all too as well um dan says can't wait to hear mr bellis on the hbk pod uh and ben says i didn't know you when you had your wonder uh mags but i'm proud to know you now and how you've come through it all thank you very much you do know what? I'm, good stuff it's not often I'm proud of myself but I am proud of how how I recovered from being an absolute lunatic Sharon says she's just trying to lighten the mood and I know Sharon don't sweat it um you're amazing Uh, I couldn't imagine life without you inside now it's just well, mainly, become, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm just mentioning you as, as talking, but you guys are, are absolutely amazing. Um, uh, so Ryan says the uh, Sai is me, me is, si. I think, uh, he's talking no, about it's... like that you're bringing up with and the way music, uh, kind mm. of influenced that Ben, uh, and Dan are both very, very interested, um, about your, um potential new project. Um Ben says okay. this is brand new information and Dan says Sai has found a twenty fifth hour in the day for a new podcast.
1: wow the uh the, the big shouty capital letters this is brand new information from Ben is very tongue in cheek and sarcastic because I used his dulcet tones for a couple of little uh segments that I need to have recorded, shall we say so
0: Ah so Ben <laughs> is in the know.
1: Ben is in the know, yes.
0: Oh wow! And um, uh, Ryan says, "Dan holy shit. Thank you for breaking this news. <laughs> Brilliant." Uh, ben says, "I apologize in advance for my non-wrestling topic answer. Marcial was definitely out, and yet it got one of the the biggest tangents that we've been on in a long while. So yeah, you you brought the fire, Ben. Uh, Sharon giving away a bit of the game by telling people <gasps> it's not a podcast." And Dad says he is not thankful for a shitty memory that means he forgot to send a reply to this (laughs) week's. Well, I'm thankful you did because this show is already way over time and way over budget. So
1: over budget,
0: yeah. (laughs) So we we get to trim the fat down a little bit. Uh, Ben says he once served cheggers at Tesco when he bought Mm -hmm. sixteen (laughs) hundred fags at once. Gee, that's when he had that (laughs) naked jungle money i'm telling you
1: yeah what you didn't he didn't see was like was like the 47 he was still naked <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was the 47 14 year olds out the back going can you buy us some cigars mate if we give you the money and he's just gone in and if, done like the if whole you
0: don't, i'll tell the son you've touched me <laughs> you'll be on operation you <laughs> tree with your man jimmy savile i want t- 10 rothmans please or i'll say you put your willy near me he's <laughs> Poor Cheggers. I bet he's actually... I bet he's like a... Um, Shaky like a shitting dog, thinking, when's my time coming up that I'm going to be pulled in for being a peed? Isn't he dead? Is Cheggers dead? He better not I mean, be dead. I think, I think he's dead, isn't he? Well, he might have got away with it, man. You're Jimmy Savile. Oh, my it. God. <laughs> oh, he's been ten ages. He's oh. definitely got away with his Operation U-Tree shenanigans, then. Just want just to say peace, that... Cheggers.
1: Fuck me, we're still going to get sued for this shit, aren't we? Uh, I, we've
0: of got of no of evidence of to of say. he's dead.
1: Ah, uh, uh, right, okay.
0: Uh, I think there might be evidence out there, but let's let's uh, crack on. Dan Griffin says, he is thankful for Russell T. Davis bringing back Doctor Who in 2005. Yes, that was a, a, a solid move. Mm-hmm. And King Pigsman says, that's why he won't watch it. What, Doctor Who? He won't I watch Doctor know. Who because Russell T. Davis brought it back. Mean. Um Sharon says she's thankful that for the next few years I don't have to listen to I wonder if <laughs> Punk oh
1: for so long, especially if a show was in Chicago or anything like that. I'd be saying to Sha, Oh, do you know what? What if Punk turns up tonight? You know
0: there, there's also punk- rumors that his contract is, is only like a part time, so he's not it he may not be a every week
1: mm. wrestler. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So I could ask every week. And I I wonder if punk's going to be on raw this week.
0: Exactly. So you may not get your wish there, Sharon. Uh, Ben (laughs) says, I could curdle milk whilst it's still in the cow. Give it up. Cause Ben has a voice like buttered silk. Exactly. Four fingered. (laughs) And Danny's spent. Yeah. Oh, we've we've covered the one with the keys. Uh, That led to a bit of a tangent. And Sharon says a hundred percent, Maxi. So yeah, she agrees that that corned beef keys are the, are the best for Robin Trothers, I Suppose. Uh, Connor says he likes corned beef, but he, it doesn't like me. It it tears his stomach up. That that sounds like a very to it new problem. Yeah, don't eat the key. Well, yeah, because you need that welcome. for your
1: supermarket trolleys, of course.
0: Exactly. It'd
1: be such a waste um, if you ate the key.
0: Dan says he wants uh, corned beef hash now. Yeah, I actually fancy some corned beef hash. Mm. Corned beef hash with some with some dumplings.
1: Uh, see what do I think? What do we have with it? I can't even remember now. It's been a while be- since Sharon made it. No, not beetroot. Wow. Why would I beetroot it?
0: I don't know. Um, Mrs. Mags loves those little kind of like baby beetroots that you get in vinegar with us. Do you remember
1: you used to get crinkle cat beetroot?
0: Yeah. I'm not a big I used to love beetroot, but now it's not a big fan. Like they were trying to make it cool like chips.
1: Oh, right, okay. That that, no the outside being a zigzag makes it (laughs) cool.
0: Yeah, but then you bite into it and it just tastes like soil. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Karen says she's still convinced to this day that they are singing uh corned beef, and then I get called a trolley pinching hoodlum.
1: Magsie coughing his guts. Would it be Monday night if Maxie didn't cough his guts up?
0: Exactly, I need to fit a cough in every now and again. Ben then says he I could get into Alcatraz with a corned beef key. Bloody hell. Look at this, eh?
1: Monday night, cough, cough, cough. Just allergic to us, Max.
0: <laughs> it's the thought of beetroot that just sent me ah uh,
1: yeah that makes sense i imagine sharon the zigzaggy says, ones make you cough more
0: sharon says or oh, you could just get a coin key if you don't want to uh, worry about uh worry about carrying a pound coin now i had one those little they look like a, they're the shape of a pound coin but they're not a pound coin yeah and they were on my keys and i left my keys at home so i wish i had a, a corned beef
1: yeah, that that's your go-to. You don't wish you had a pound coin, or wish you had a coin key thing. You wish you had a piece of an old corned beef tin. Is your first exactly. mindset? That's 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 your go-to, is it? Yeah.
0: There's been a couple of times I've been tempted to go into a supermarket and steal the key from a tin of corned beef to come back out and get a trolley.
1: Oh, I so wish that happens.
0: It I may really ha- it may have to happen one time in the future.
1: uh I hope you get caught as well. I uh, you get caught right stealing under a sign. Who?
0: Who's going to prosecute you for stealing a key off a of car?
1: Yeah, literally right underneath the sign that says prosecutors will be, you know, the shoplifters will be prosecuted, you know? <laughs> and, and, and there's you with a how little metal key it? going,
0: <laughs> it's, how would they value it? So say the tin of corned beef is like £2.50. How much have I taken from that tin?
1: Well, for, I think you've got pence. Use- I think from that tin, you make that tin being, you know, you can't open that anymore. So that's £2.50 wasted, isn't it? That's
0: incorrect. You can open a tin of corned beef with a tin opener. Yeah, but
1: not with the thing that it should be there. And then you're then using it for something that would save you a quid. So it's £3.50, surely.
0: Right. But then if I put that key back afterwards... No, nobody loses.
1: Fuck off are you putting that key back afterwards. You're taking <laughs> I, that home with you because otherwise you can't push I'm the trolley down the high keys. street back to your house.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Uh, the, front ben, your house,
1: just, the front of your house is just a collection of old supermarket trolleys and a massive pile. I'm, I'm doing different...
0: the, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm j- that much of a collector. I've got one from every supermarket. I've even got a quick save one. Wow. And you can't get them ones anymore. Old Limbar one. uh ben says i wasn't expecting corned beef to be such a hot topic you are welcome cwf and then dan says we are now the cbwf the corned beef wrestling family um king pig's banner says mags is not on a water meter then nope uh open floor uh we pay enough for it so i'm using as much of that water as humanly possible
1: You're the reason, you and your splashing around, washing up nonsense, you're the reason none of us can use a fucking hosepipe in the August.
0: How does me using water in the (laughs) north of England affect you, like, down south?
1: Well, because the the, the world is round, isn't it? So the water flows in a certain direction. You know, it's all heading up north, and you're using it all.
0: Jesus Christ. And definitely not your (laughs) water company just... Uh, pumping sewage into the into the the water supply, or just having billions of gallons of of water leaking. It's just me running the hot water tap for ten minutes whilst I wash up. Yep, hundred percent. I, I, I take the blame because I don't <laughs> wash my my plates in a bowl or a sink of water like an absolute scruff. <laughs> Sharon, Sharon says, "Mags the water waster." Good. Good. At least my plates don't have a greasy film over the top of them. More than mine. I don't have a greasy film. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) At least my plates don't have yesterday's corned beef still attached to them.
1: (laughs) Just a key sticking out of the pile.
0: (laughs) Uh, Dan says he didn't get a phone until he was 13 and it was a brick with an aerial. I think your parents may have fobbed you off with an actual brick. With a aerial cellar tape to it, Dan.
1: <laughs>
0: um and Dan says the tire garage near him has shut down his gutted. Got to go to them robbing bastards at QuickFit. I would wow. rather shit in my hands and clap than <laughs> than go to QuickFit for a, for any car parts. They are robbing wankers. Absolute rob- I'd rather ride round on the rims of the car than than give money to QuickFit. I hate them. With a
1: passion, so, so you kind of you know, you're, you're making it you know a bit misunderstood here. I don't quite get what you're trying to say, Maxie.
0: <laughs> fuck hashtag fuck quick fit. All that you don't get better than a quick fit fitter. Fuck off, King Big Daddy okay. says. My, my second form was a Motorola with a three color screen: black, red, and green. Whoa, three colors, red. I've never, I've never seen them. I, def- I think the first time I got a, a colour phone, it was probably my third or fourth mobile phone. That's how long I had to deal with green and black.
1: I had a little Nokia, like the 85 or 86 or something like that, 10 or whatever, and the screen, rather than the, being... a
0: tiny, tiny one.
1: Yeah, yeah. And rather than being um, the, the black and green, like you said, it was black and really, really light blue, almost like electric blue. Yeah, and it was. No. Oh, I thought, my god, this is this is the future, you know.
0: <laughs> we should we should actually cover that for a future non wrestling topic the 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 mobile phones that we have owned.
1: because yes. I've owned some. That's a shite.
0: I've owned some very special phones.
1: We can get very people to send special. screenshots into us.
0: Yeah, from those phones.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Sharon says you don't spray the the foam into the hall. a good job that she <laughs> did it. Oh my god. So Sa <laughs> doesn't do the cooking in this house. And now he doesn't even do the basic car repairs. You just oh, no, no.
1: I mean, cooking is a bit of He doesn't even do
0: the decorating, folks. Well,
1: that's when what I was gonna bring up,
0: yeah. Do, yeah. He hides away and Sharon cracks on.
1: Yeah, and it's the best way for both of us. You know, but yeah, the car stuff, I don't really know what I'm doing
0: about. Do you know what I mean? I mean, do you, do you know how to change a tire? No, <laughs> yeah, I can just picture you sat in the car while Sharon's this way through, <laughs> just <laughs> winding the, the, the jack up, undoing all the nuts, and you're going, Come on, Shah, <laughs> I'm gonna miss the cheese rolling at this time. <laughs>
1: Uh, no, I got when she was when she was putting the phone stuff in. I got out of the car and went out to look, but she told me to go away. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're just get in the away.
1: Yeah, get in the car. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, King Pig Banner says no. He won't watch Naked Cheggers do uh-huh. it. What you don't even have to watch the whole episode. I think you can see it on. Uh, I think he's on Daily Motion. I don't think he's on YouTube, but definitely see Cave Cheggers. Cock and balls. He's a very, he's a very hairy man. Let's put it like that. Oh, for uh, goodness. Sake, that's not an image. And then I Sharon want, says, D-R-V-O-R-C-E. I you don't know what she's trying to say. Uh,
1: right? Yeah. So the next, next week's chain wrestling live will be coming from either my mum's back room or I will be.
0: In <laughs> Sars, is going to be posting from the shed or the car. Yeah.
1: The car, yeah, that's it.
0: Uh. Ori says she had to leave to check on something and now has no idea what's happening. Ori, we host the show and yeah, we, we don't that. have a fucking clue what's happening here. And then this this feels like a lie. Sar cooks more than me. Mm. No, but cooking is, is specific. Heating things up in a microwave or making toasties, I don't think it's equivalent to cooking. Cooking is like getting like ingredients and making something out of them. Not grabbing yeah, all right. a bag I mean, first from of all, the freezer or a tin from the cupboard and zapping it for three minutes in a microwave and going, look at what I have made. Wow. Well, uh,
1: microwave microwave stuff I, I fully appreciate. But fuck you, the toasty comment, you bastard. <laughs> so some, some of the things I put in our toaster maker, they're they're like, you know, complex and difficult to do. I
0: I mean it's it's a sandwich, really, isn't it? You'd make it a, a sandwich.
1: No, uh, But if you get the ratio of cheese to ham to jalapenos wrong, fuck <laughs> <thing> <laughs> up. mate. So. It's me.
0: It's not a scientific formula.
1: <laughs> I think you'll find it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the last one for now, we'll leave on this. Uh, it's okay, Sharon. My husband cooks way more than me as well, and I prefer it that way. Um, there we go. Or imagine eating toasties and baked beans or potato waffles all the time. You may think differently.
1: You're what? You're such a prick to me. Sometimes you know that you're so nasty to me. You criticise my washing up. You criticise my cooking. You criticise my car skills. I mean, my car skills are fair. fair so, crack, but, oh, here's remind my wife, me. A lovely cup of tea.
0: Remind me of the the special meal that you made with for your kids out of toast, out of potato
1: waffles and cheese. Oh, cheesy woogles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what were the main ingredients of said cheesy woogles?
1: Well, Charlie loved it when she was little, and she's going for a spell of loving it again. She was mm-hmm. It's potato waffles, noodles, and cheese. The name <laughs> kind of says it all, Max, doesn't it, really?
0: So and for, you make, for, cheese for so our American um friends bad noodles he means ramen it means like super noodles
1: right yeah yeah okay and the 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 uh the waffles obviously they're like a grid shape in there they've got all the holes in so the cheese melts through and all that charlie goes mad for it mate she loves it
0: you, you're, a, you should, you should offer that recipe to Gordon Ramsay. He could make a million pound off it. Yeah.
1: To be fair, you know, um, on Facebook, uh, they do like the Facebook memories thing, don't they? So like previous posts pop up from the past and so on. There's one from Sharon today saying this is what happens when Cy has to make the baby a sandwich, and there's a picture of tiny little Charlie lifted up and sat on the kitchen side with the jar of Nutella and a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> See, literally, classic, came yeah, literally came up today yeah Literally
0: came charlie oh. charlie is not happy that you're bad a cheesy wiggles. i am not there bad. you go i'm just saying it's not the heart of culinary perfection is it
1: wow well i have to agree to disagree on that one my friend <laughs> because time's getting on
0: <laughs> and we've got Are two we to- matches to cover
1: yeah, uh, yeah. I think we're going to be uh, scanning through these maybe relatively quickly. I've got my notebook out, ready to go, Magsy. So, shall we dive on in to the, to the wrestling part of the wrestling podcast? Let's do it.
0: Um,
1: let's get ready here. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. We are a wrestling podcast, believe it or not. Uh <laughs> uncensored nineteen ninety-eight WCW pay-per-view. Magsie and I both linked to the same show last week by the same that,
0: ma- last week's show was an, an anomaly, weren't it?
1: Mm. It was
0: really weird how in sync we were with each other.
1: Yeah. There you go. Uh we both used the venue, which was the Mobile Civic Center in Mobile, Alabama. And there was only one other pay-per-view held at that place, which is this one. And we both chose matches from that event, but different ones. Because I thought you were going to go for the same one as me at one stage, Maxi.
0: You did. You you pooed your little pants a, a bit then because you I thought was you'd like, have to up oh. with a choice on the fly.
1: Yeah, I'm going to shit that up, mate. <sighs> yeah, okay. Um- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Didn't First you small. message me earlier today to go, what are we covering today? Because I have done nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, I messaged you. Um, I don't know what time it was saying, what are we doing as the extra today? Is it Hall of Fame, Hall of Lame, uh, whatever? And then you didn't reply for like an hour. And I was looking you, at the time again. We're going live. Yeah. So, I just, so I just messaged you again saying, I've prepared nothing. <laughs> but I think anyone who listens back to the Hall of Fame this week will, uh, you know, wouldn't have picked up on the fact that I had nothing prepared and nothing written down before we started talking about that. That was all off the top of my head.
0: It was. They're the best ones when you don't have to do the prep.
1: There we go. There we go. Um, We'll begin the magazine. I feel with. uh, Should we go with your match first?
0: I mean, yeah, my match first. It it makes sense because Man was the the earliest one on the on the um, the broadcast. Yes.
1: Uh, Diamond Dallas Page, the United States champion, defends his title against Raven and Chris Benoit in a triple jeopardy match. It got called at the start mm-hmm. of the commentary, which was yeah weird.
0: Yeah, it was it was a triple threat. I don't know yeah. why they they tried to paint it as something else. It was yeah. a triple threat match.
1: Um. Also, force
0: count anywhere in this. But I don't mm-hmm.
1: think that was said much before the match began. It was just kind of mentioned by Shivani at the start.
0: This was something that had happened in, in WCW, though. They kind of changed the stipulations of matches as they go along. I think even the main event of this uh, match uh, was was the Hogan and Flair, and they changed the rules of that whilst mm. in on the pay-per-view. I think it ended yeah. up becoming a first blood match, and then both of them bled. And nothing. The match carried on. So yeah, WCW kind of made rules upon the fly.
1: Yeah, and then ignored them as they went. So, (laughs) uh, 1998. Diamond Dallas Page. This guy was over, wasn't he? The the, the finisher, the Diamond Cutter, was over. He was. This was his rise as being that kind of WCW's version of, I suppose, the people's choice, the people's guy, wasn't he? You know,
0: he he was the the WCW the Rock. He, he was he was the everyman. every man everybody absolutely he was one of the biggest baby faces in the company
1: yeah yes indeed um we begin with uh, your, your normal kind of collar and elbow tie up but with all three guys at the same time I don't think I've seen that before
0: and I thought it was brilliant yeah, I it was really clever. I mean, they stumbled it a little bit because they end up uh, tumbling to the, the the floor, and I think um, I think it's a Raven that falls falls over, but then Benoit and DDP kind of pick him up and join him back in with the with the the uh, the triple lockup. I thought it was a, a really unique way to start the match. Hmm
1: yeah it was good it was good um we we get uh, fighting outside quite early on but you know half inside half outside so to speak and then from the outside uh raven grabs Benoit's foot or no raven grabs ddp's foot doesn't he and benoit runs and does almost like a baseball slide and ddp moves and raven's the one who gets clocked so simple i thought that was that was quite inventive as well really
0: yeah, and um, I think all the way through the match, you kind of see um, Raven and Benoit almost working together as a team like they'd pre-planned uh, oh. to take DDP out. Uh, obviously, it as the match goes on, they both kind of turn on each other and, and, and kind of deviate from the plan. But there's a lot of kind of little instances like this one where you can see that they're working together to take out the big star.
1: Definitely. Uh, Benoit also quite early on does a splash from the top rope, doesn't he? Which looked weird because it was obvious he was thinking about the top rope headbutt. And again, it's quite early in the match, which is unusual, but Raven was far too close. So we had to turn it into a splash. I don't think I've really remembered Benoit doing a splash in
0: anything else. No, I. And he certainly didn't do the kind of motions of a splash. Usually, with a with a, uh, a splash, you'll you'll see people trying to um, get as much heart as possible. And Benoit mm-hmm. does all of the the the, the manoeuvres to to do his headbutt. So I think I think you're spot on. It was just bad positioning And Benoit, kind of just went went with it uh, and 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 kind of booked it on the fly. I suppose knew that. It was the headbutt wasn't on. Um, so just transition it into a splash, yeah. Uh,
1: speaking of flying about, I suppose we see Raven fly here as well, don't we? Uh, DDP and Benoit are back fighting on the outside. Raven runs the ropes, and j- I like this because it wasn't like completely crisp and totally clean what he was doing. It wasn't like a, a, a move you see, um, I don't know, Ray Phoenix from. AEW doing that looks spectacular and the, and the, the, form is all correct and so on. This was quite clunky and it looked like he didn't quite know what he was doing, but he sort of half somersaults over the top rope and takes them both out. Mags. I thought that was quite cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, quite, I think even DDP earlier in the match, he does, a uh, almost a, a plancher from the, the ring to the, to the outside. So you're seeing these wrestlers kind of come out of their comfort zone for this match. And, this is only uh, a a mid card match, yeah. So for them to be kind of like coming, like I said, coming out of their comfort zone was it was quite refreshing to see. Normally in uh, this uh, WCW, this this time period, it would be very basic. These these uh, wrestlers wouldn't have ordinarily got a lot of time to work with. So to see them come out and do uh, stuff that they they don't normally do was was yeah, it was quite refreshing.
1: It, also then, I suppose it kind of, it takes a bit of a turn then, doesn't it? Because they start fighting down the aisle way. And I suppose it backs up your point earlier on from your, your hall of fame induction uh, on this week's show with regards to ECW's influence and so on. Here we are in, in 1998, early 98. And, We get a very ECW kind of brawling aspect to this match with Mm -hmm. the trash cans and the signs and so on, didn't we? I didn't expect to see that when I pressed play on this this particular match. I thought we were going to stay in the ring and have, you know, the the standard three-way match that they would have as the three wrestlers trying to win the title. This completely threw me and it felt like it was almost like the match was split into two halves because this felt different to what they'd done previously, if that makes sense
0: and And it was again it was refreshing because normally with a with a, a freeway dance or a triple threat, you would have one wrestler spending a little bit of time on the outside recovering whilst the other two got their their uh, spots in, and then someone else would be thrown out of the ring and it's it's kind of like it's usually a uh, a singles match with a third person uh joining as it went, but this yeah. was actually a three way fire and the when they went up to the the top of the 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 entranceway and uh d d p gets thrown through the the sound, sand it it was very reminiscent of of e c w and even it it kind of harkened forward to when uh Shea McMahon and and Kurt Angle did a very similar thing with the king of the Rings sound. that's that's the kind of vibe I got from it um how Those um, essentially light boxes that that DDP got thrown through incapacitated him so much, I don't quite know. Uh, It's a long
1: time,
0: isn't it? I mean, it gets to the point where uh, DDP is dragging himself all the way up back towards the ring because he's been thrown through these these light boxes. But we see things like Benoit grabbing a, a kitchen sink so it, mm-hmm. it was very, almost like it was going to be a hardcore match, but just like a, a tease of a hardcore match. Um Like little elements of one. We,
1: we get crutches as well, don't we? There's a trash can involved. This is, and I thought this was crutches. a brilliant
0: spot. This was a brilliant spot. Um, they break is, one, don't they? Yeah, they, they basically just, I think it's Raven gets uh, put in a trash can and then um, Benoit and DDP just waffling with, with crutches. Um, yeah, I thought that was a very, very clever spot. And again, it reminded me of um, this past weekend from Survivor Series when we saw EO, uh, EO Scar dive off the cage inside a trash can. Just mm. It's weird how watching a match from 1998 made me remember that. Yeah, That was a brilliant uh, spot as well.
1: Raven throws a table at some point, literally just throws it, just launches it. And I, I thought, again, I, was, I, was, I spoke to Chris Bellis for the HBK pod this week, and there's moments in the ladder match, of WrestleMania 10, where Razor and Sean literally just pick the ladder up and just throw it at their opponent. And it's so simple, but I think it's so effective because if you're in a real fight and you've got something to hand like that, you would just launch it at, at, at the guy's mush, wouldn't you, surely?
0: Yeah, would, um and, and Raven is... Um... He's good at blurring though, that line between a wrestling match and a proper fight, I think.
1: Mm. Um, he gets hit with a low blow, though, doesn't he? Or is he low blow? He's, does he low blow Benoit, or is it the other way around?
0: Yeah, I think there's um, there's the bit with the, the velvet rope from... Um, oh, yes, yes. Almost like, yes. Almost like um, a museum or a, a theatre where Benoit... Uh, is strangled by Raven, and then Raven is strangled by ben. I don't know how how much they would cut off the oxygen supply because they're quite soft, but it, it was certainly unique.
1: Yeah. Uh DDP emerges from the light boxes, having been there for what feels like uh, about a week at this stage. Yeah, And we then get the... It's like a WWE go-to now, I think, especially in ladies' multi-person matches where you get certain spots where it it happens only because there's a multi-person match taking place. So we have the sleeper hold, and then a sleeper hold is applied on the person who's applying the sleeper hold on the other person, which, again, it, it's a good good little spot. And the German suplex spot as well. Where I thought
0: that was really good.
1: Yeah, that looked great. That looked great.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Benoit and like are to
1: working together a lot at this point, though, aren't
0: they? Yeah, and and it, you can hear uh, Raven dictating the match to to Benoit, telling mm. Benoit to pick up uh, DDP and, and and grab him. But just to to go back to that sleeper uh, spot, I I think the way that Raven gets out of that is brilliant. He does essentially the the double stunner. Um, oh yes, he 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 drops. Uh, Benoit, who then uh, uh, in turn drops uh, DDP. I thought that was a very clever spot. And then, like you said, we get to the the, the double German suplex, and DDP damn near kills himself because Benoit lands square on his head. Uh, DDP didn't have the the power to to maybe German suplex both of them, but a great looking spot. Mm. And then we we kind of starting to get to the uh the end of the match and uh, all the way through the match we've seen uh ravens flock i think it's ravens flock the, the yes, group that yes. got um they're in the crowd and one of them's holding um uh a sign which turns out to be um not just uh, a cardboard sign but it's a stop sign yeah. wrapped in <laughs> essentially covered in cardboard And this must be the most lethal stop sign in the history of stop signs because Um, as someone who has watched a hell of a lot of WWE uh, hardcore matches, the stop signs are kind of like a super kick or they're kind of like a Canadian Destroyer. They're a transition weapon. It's usually a weapon that is used to get an audible bang uh, when you lamp someone in the head of it. This stop sign... Must have been made out of titanium because it kills whoever they're hit with it. It <laughs> absolutely <laughs> destroys them. It's ridiculous.
1: Oh, dear. Um, the, the finish though is pretty spectacular, isn't it? And it? Again, it's a little bit, I suppose, similar to when Ray, when Raven went over the top rope. It's a little bit clunky. It doesn't quite come off perfectly, but that and almost it, and it looks spec- better
0: because of that. Yeah, I
1: think so. Yeah, and it's a diamond cutter basically from the top rope, Max, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so uh, I think it's Benoit um, puts DDP on on the on on the table, and then Benoit looks like he's going to um, essentially suplex Raven um, off the top rope as we you would assume through Benoit, uh, but uh, DDP recovers, essentially throws Benoit to the floor uh, to the mm. the floor outside, and then yes. clumsily. Uh, sets up for a diamond cutter, which, like I said, it doesn't come off uh, looking crisp and clean, but that kind of adds to how painful it must have been because you see him and his ribs bounce off the table. You see uh, Raven um, crack the table with his ribs and DDP gets the win. Um, And then we get the kind of uh, respect angle from uh, Benoit... Uh, helping um, DDP get up. I think after this, Benoit goes into a storyline with Booker T. So that's the end of him versus DDP. Uh, But yeah, I thought that that was a a rough looking, but really good ending to what was a a decent match.
1: Yeah. I I think you're spot on with regards to the timeline as well, because don't they have like a best of seven series or best of five series Booker T and Benoit over the TV title?
0: I think it's the best of seven.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, out of 10 then, Mags, I guess. What are you thinking?
0: This was really, really enjoyable. There's nothing crazy about it. It's not going to win plaudits for being technically uh, astute wrestling, but it was bloody good fun to watch. Um, it doesn't outstay its welcome. Um, if there's one thing that I'm, I, I was disappointed with, I suppose, was that the commentary weren't particularly interested in this match and you had Bobby the Brain Heenan on commentary and mm-hmm. you very rarely heard him even talking in this match. Um so that was a little bit disappointing. But to not take away from that I thought that this was really good fun and it's um a solid seven.
1: Yeah I, I got seven as well. I mean, it's great. It, you know it, it's good it's enjoyable. It's not it's not crazy spectacular and worth you know shouting from the rooftops but at the same time it's a lot better than a great deal of other stuff we've we've watched so mm-hmm. yeah i think seven is a good sight um a few matches later on this card then we have a rematch i guess from SummerSlam 91 which is a, sh- a match that we've already covered on the podcast and oh. we both rated that match incredibly high so i was very much looking forward to seeing this rematch in wcw from years later uh brett the hitman Hart versus kurt henning who i'm probably going to end up calling mr perfect by accident over and over again so i apologize in advance i got a confession to make here Maxie. i dozed off every part of this
0: <sighs>
1: so i don't think i can score this particularly high because i don't it didn't grasped me as much as as I as I wanted it to. Do you know what I mean? I remember the SummerSlam 91 match being superb. Mm-hmm. But also, I remember that match being much shorter than I anticipated it being. For some reason, SummerSlam 91, in my head, I think it's 20, 25 minutes, and it's a clinic. You watch it mm-hmm. back, it's what? 10, 11, 12, minutes long, isn't it? And it's superb. This here is roughly the same time frame, and there's some, so there's some cool spots in it. But it just... And again, I suppose it comes... They're seven years older, aren't they? they they've had injuries. Um, Kurt Ennings retired and come back probably twice by this point. with his back and so on. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a bit slower. But it really felt slower to me.
0: Yeah. Is that this, harsh or...? No, I think you're right. I think there's such a hard bar uh, set with with uh, the 1991 match that this would have to be a, an absolute... Barn burner for it to to compare, and it this kind of speaks to just the problem with with WCW over the over the years that they took things that the WWF did really well mm-hmm. and tried to just do exactly the same thing, and it sometimes it worked and sometimes like this one it just doesn't pay off. Now, if we, if we were to compare this to any other match, I think that this is actually a really good match. It's quite slow. Um, it doesn't pick up to the pace of, of, of the match in 1991, but in terms of technical wrestling, I think it's a, it's, it's got everything that you need, Mm. but we are comparing it to 1991. That is the benchmark that's been set. And it definitely, doesn't live up to that. And I think the writing was on the wall before the match even started when you see two particular fan signs. One in okay. uh one um for Brett that says the excellence of execution and it spells the word excellence wrong. And then there's another <laughs> for for Kurt and it spells his name wrong. And you oh, think is is that is that an omen? Um And it ended up being an omen. I mean, but I feel guilty judging it as bad as I am, but I'm comparing to the amazing Mm. match that they had in 1991. And this doesn't live up to that. But if you compare it to another match, say on this card, it's probably really good. I I mean, you can also, I suppose.
1: No, yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. You could also, I suppose, take in to consideration the, the the semi-final from the King of the Ring tournament in 93, when Brett and Perfect met there. Now that was a, that was a better match than this. Obviously again, it's, it's more recent, but still not very recent in comparison to 98, but that I still felt was a much, much better match than this. And I understand that, you know, these guys are wrestlers that they're doing things in a certain way that they're used to. And again, they're a little bit slower than they once were. But the headlocks at the start of the match just felt like they went on for so
0: long. It it was um, it's kind of the, the the similar to a thing that I mentioned in in my uh, love for ECW earlier on in the show. That ECW was bringing something fresh and new to wrestling, whilst mm-hmm. WWF and WCW were kind of stuck in. In a transitional period from the the golden era of, uh, of of wrestling to the Attitude era, this felt like a 1991 match stuck in 1998. Yeah, uh, and okay. as good as Bret and, and and Perfect are, it wasn't really the 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 place in time to be watching headlock uh, headlock takeovers and rest holds and and things like that. Uh, especially mm. when it's essentially a mid-card match. Um, it just it felt out of place for 1998.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, a few of the spots that I do want to comment on that I did enjoy, um, we get a, a couple of sharpshooter attempts by Brett that Henning is very quick to get out of. Uh, when Kurt Henning is in charge of the match, he's working Brett's leg a great deal, and we have a figure four spot and so on. But... What I liked about that is it's just another it's a chance for Brett to break out the old famous Brett Hart limp, isn't it? Which is, I think is his mm-hmm. favorite way of selling from what we see it, in previous matches of his as well. It is. Um, Brett kicks out of the perfect plex, but by this point, that move is nowhere near as special as it once was. Hogan's already kicked out. No, a bit
0: um, so it's not, but it's still, um, it was still made to look like a big deal. I mean, the, hmm. uh, the commentary, um, are blown away that that he he kicks out of it at the, at this point. So it's still it may be not the as protected as it was um, yeah. in WWE, but it's still a big thing for him to be kicking out of it.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Um, Rick Rude is involved as well, which I that surprised me, but, but I mean, the, the timeline makes sense. Of course it does, but I didn't expect to see him walking out. And so that was quite a nice surprise. I enjoyed that because I love Rick Reed. The guy's fantastic. Um,
0: yeah, and what I, what I thought was actually weird about Rick Reed being involved is he left the WWF strictly because of how they treated Bret Hart. And hmm. then he's on the opposite side and he's the, he's basically the, the foil to help Mr. Perfect beat Bret Hart for that's quite two-faced of uh, of old Rick Rude.
1: Yes, naughty Rick. But we do um, get
0: to see A Rude Awakening, which we've not seen for, yes, what, a decade?
1: Oh, so good, man. So good. Um, he does take a bit of a bump, even though he shouldn't be. They, they sort of bundle into him on the ropes, don't they, And so, which mm-hmm. leads to a roll-up, which then gets countered into another roll-up uh, before there's a sunset flip attempt by Mr. Perfect, or Kurt Henning, apologies, which gets countered into a sharpshooter, which I... It was kind of predictable, knowing what Brett was going to do with regards to his finish, but it still looked good to me, Mags. I still, I still enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, and then that's where we get. Uh, I think maybe a little bit of mistiming. Rick uh, Rude looked like he was meant to. I don't know if he was meant to break up the the uh, the move, or whether it was meant to. Um, not not breaking up but but just missed. but he looked like he was hanging around in the ring mm. for for yeah. too long That it looks odd that he he isn't breaking up the the move before before uh basically the end of the match it, it just felt really weird but one thing i did think was was interesting was the way that uh in the earliest parts of the matches perfect is using Brett's hair uh essentially as a weapon um, now I know that that gets done quite a lot, but he was focused on his hair. He was He was stroking his hair and massaging his scalp, and then using his hair to to kind of get out moves. I thought that was pretty clever of him. Greasy, though, isn't it, Brett, They both complained of of things being greasy as well, though. There's a there's, especially the the early lockups. Uh, Brett is like wiping his hands off uh, onto his onto his uh, onto his wrestling gear and saying that uh, Perfect was Greaser, and then Perfect did the exact same thing to to him afterwards.
1: He, the thing is, though, with, with what we hear about him, he could go down there caked in grease and, and whatever, and oil, just to be a prick, because he, just to amuse himself and, and Rick Reed, wouldn't
0: he? Yeah, it reminds me of the time when I think it was Lex Luger, as the narcissist he was having a, a match yeah. with. And he, he, he said he was going to pull off the tassels off his boots just to wind him up. Mm. Uh, and he did. He think he rips off like five or six of the tassels.
1: Brilliant stuff, man. Uh, um, out of 10 for this one, Magzi. I mean, it's, again, relatively short. It's less than 14 minutes. It's two massive names, but it's not quite what we want, maybe. What are you thinking?
0: Yeah, I mean, these two were, uh, are so much better than this match. But if you compare this match to what was going on uh, around uh, around this time and in in, in this pay per view particular, it's not a bad match. It's just we know that these two can do so much better. Um, yeah. so I think I enjoyed the triple threat more. Uh, yeah. But a, a poor Bret Hart match and a poor um, Mr. Perfect match. It's still better than ninety nine percent of other people's matches, so I think that for me, I uh, I think this is a six. Okay,
1: uh, I've gone a bit lower. I've got a five.
0: Wow, for Bret um, Hart, Dan, yeah, never
1: I just think it's pretty average, and you know, it's it's not his best where by any stretch of the imagination, but it's still decent enough. It's not going into you know less than five territory, which is like talking shit, then, but it's. Yeah, again, I agree with you. The triple threat was better, but yeah, it's a five for me. I think, mate.
0: <laughs> I, I get it.
1: What would you like to do next? Shall we go uh, to the poll and decide where we're going to link to, or is there a, something else do you want to go to the chat
0: first, or why? Why are you changing up the format? We always go to the poll. After okay, the... well, let's go to the poll now. All right. Why are you stop trying to freshen things up, sir?
1: <laughs> we are <laughs> where, stuck would like to where would you like to go next week, mate? <laughs> okay.
0: So I wanted to link to a very particular wrestler because it's it's pertinent to what's happened over the last uh, few days. I knew you would have a massive stiffy about it. Um, so the way I'm linking to it is um, earlier on in this show was um, an absolute classic match uh, between two, at the time, criminally, underappreciated wrestlers in Chris uh, Jericho and Dean Malenko Um, and I wanted to link to CM Punk quite clearly so I'm using that match and one of the opponents uh, one of the the wrestlers in that Mr. Jericho to link to a CM Punk match Um, and I want to link to WWE Payback 2013 when um, CM Punk faced off with um, with Chris Jericho uh, in what Dave Meltzer rated as a four and a half star classic. Ooh, interesting.
1: Punk v Jericho, Payback. when did you say? What, 2013, did you say, sorry?
0: Payback 2013. Okay, interesting. I don't remember that.
1: I would have watched it, but I don't remember it.
0: I was tempted to go with Punk versus um, Daniel Bryan. I think that was maybe Backlash... 2012 um okay. but yeah i thought i'd go with punk versus jericho
1: yeah we've covered a couple of punk brian matches already aren't we as well so Jer- <laughs> jericho will be a, a little bit of a change of pace oh no, that's good stuff man good stuff uh my link I, I kind of struggled with where to go i looked up and down the card and i was a bit oh, i don't know um i couldn't use the venue which is my go-to if i'm stuck <laughs> because <laughs>
0: because we would just be going back yeah. to
1: last week Uh, fuck all that's happened in this building so i thought (laughs) i wonder uh, i wonder what happened on this date so i literally typed in march the 15th in wrestling and scanned through any uh, and there's there's a website that goes way back to like the early 1900s and tells you anything that happened on that specific date um there's some interesting things there one that jumped out to me straight away but i was unsure i'll have to go back and look at the match to see if it actually worth covering but it was the marty genetti kurt angle aspect on smackdown You know, sexy Kurt and all that sort of stuff, and Janetti got a contract from it, and then got fired again a few weeks later because he's a piece of shit. And (laughs) but some else stood out, and it does also involve Kurt Angle. On March the fifteenth in two thousand and nine, TNA Wrestling promoted Destination X two thousand and nine, and I would like to go to the main event of that show using the date as the link, and we have a world title match. The special guest referee is uh, Jeff Jarrett. We have a special enforcer of Mick Foley and that sees Sting take on Kurt Angle for the TNA world title. So that's where I would like to head next week if my selection wins the poll mags.
0: Sounds good. Is that that the era where Kurt was essentially the belt collector? Uh,
1: I think Sting is world champion going into it, I think. But the whole show is available for free on YouTube which is fantastic as well so people can <laughs> check that out there as well so but yeah there you go there we go that's what I'm thinking bit of TNA maybe
0: yeah, why not I mean Danny's already um, saying that was a the 50-50 <laughs> so good I fancy over next week
1: yeah, there we go. So, those are your options for the poll next week. We have CM Bunk versus Chris Jericho from Payback 2013, or we have Sting versus Kurt Angle from TNA Destination X 2009. You can, of course, vote in the poll, uh, which will be up on Twitter at the end of the week at chain underscore wrestling, which will be voting, retweeting, and all of that great stuff. Magsy, shall we dive through the chat before we have a little look at how much of a bullshitter the great orange one is?
0: <laughs> so, Ori says um, her husband is a much better cook than her. There's a reason why she's 200 pounds after 20 years, and you look amazing for that, Ori So, your husband has done a great job. And she says, "My husband is currently taking leftover turkey from Thanksgiving and making gumbo. I mean, Thanksgiving is is literally like the the dress rehearsal for Christmas, isn't it? With with the turkey,
1: it's a food festival, isn't it? Thanksgiving, it, it's it, massive, it is." Isn't it? <laughs>
0: Uh Sharon says uh Charlie's not happy with you bad mouthing her cheesy wiggles. I did not I'm not bad mouthing them, I just think they're basic AF. Prick. <laughs> uh Ori then with with some real besmirching. I've heard this a lot of uh off um my American friends, uh, but saying I could not eat UK baked beans. I tried tried when I was there at Weatherspoons. Not wrong with UK baked beans. Um yeah,
1: Weberspoons isn't a good starting point to be fair.
0: yeah. I mean that is true. You you're not picking the best example of yeah. baked beans there. Um Branston, Branston baked beans are the ones you want to eat. Branston. Oh. Um, and Dan says, I couldn't eat baked beans in the US, uh, or had so much bloody sugar they tasted like syrup. Yeah. Americans just love sugar, don't they? Absolutely adore it. Uh King Pig Butter says, This is like the baked bean version of Goldilocks, Chuffs, and the free baked potatoes. Amazing. <laughs> um Dan then says, Whichever uh wins, a couple of bangers there, lads. And King Pig Badder says he does, or I do, mm-hmm. or we do. Fancy
1: another 50, 50 I think. Is that what yes. is what you're saying? But we will is see it's... how the voting goes. There we go. Magsy. in the past this guy has uh, told a fib or two. Should we uh, should we he pick has. one at random?
0: Well, let me tell you something, brother.
1: The liar, liar, pants on fire, hanging from a phone wire. Squirming, squirming, pants are burning when the lava my hips start turning. Wow, that's unbelievable. Look, man, I made a mistake.
0: Mr. Hogan. when he was recording an episode of American Ninja Warrior, he said he almost committed suicide. And just as he was about to pull the trigger, Muhammad Ali's daughter called him, and talked him out of it. What a lying bastard. <laughs> if I mean, if that is true, Muhammad Ali's daughter has done the world a disservice by a in Hulk. Whoa.
1: Whoa. And on that unsavory note. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Magazine, do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find your good self online, my friend?
0: Um, yep. Um firstly, uh as I've say every week, um you guys are absolutely amazing and uh thank you for the love and support. Um it's nice to hear sometimes that people uh do like you and 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 um and miss you. Um so thank you all for that. Um other than that, you can find me on TikTok uh making stupid chicken videos at Pod Farmer Mags. Um or you can Find me on, on x.com uh, at podfathermags, but I probably won't message or reply to
1: you. <laughs> there we go. Anything I am involved in, as always, you can find by the network that carries this show, that's at SJP World Media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you are liking, following, subscribing to the YouTube, the Twitch, and all that good stuff. We really need to sort of push that now. Get the numbers up for the followers, subscribers, and so on, because it benefits Everyone who works hard at SJP World Media to bring people shows and entertainment and watch-alongs for football, watch-alongs for wrestling. All the podcasts that come out via the audio versions during the week as well. And this is another week here where we've got um, at least one new show. Every every day of the working week I think it's more than that on, on certain days as well so make sure you're checking out all the good stuff there the Doctor Who pod the waiting room podcast looking at Quantum Leap uh, just everything going there's so much going on there but this show itself is also quite important that you're following because you need to do that to get involved in our non-wrestling topic chat with the CWF and vote in the poll and you can do that by finding us on Facebook and Twitter at Chain underscore Wrestling that's at Chain underscore Wrestling magazine this has been fantastic i've had a blast my face hurts from laughing so much about corn beef and silly metal keys i'm off now to see if we've got enough cheese to make a cheesy woogle. i'll speak to you next week my friend
0: fuck cheesy woogle.